7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. The first show of birthday month for me and the Sues, of course, both of our birthdays are in june susan's is this sunday mine is the 15th and i'll be taking staycation on the week of mine it's gonna be very fun uh but yeah big show big fun show for everybody tonight of course uh welcome aboard to rain from four freedoms blog in washington dc hello hello um so the swamp is not drained but some of it entered my house last night that's yes uh, that's uh definitely not a good thing definitely not so <laughs> Not so, not too good, as Trump would say. So, not, not good. Not. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I know how to drain the swamp better than Trump does. So you we're do. Okay here. Yeah, you do exactly. But yeah, not exactly a, so good. No. No. Uh, and of course, Check. Joe Santoris, <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. <laughs> Welcome, sir. I am not in China. <laughs> no, China. I'm in, yeah, I'm in Scranton. You load 16 tons, and what do you get? Coal fire? That's about Wait, it. <laughs> Mine fire? Six, Mine fire. Holders in or know that you get, or yep. something like that. I remember that song. Yeah. Yeah. So we should we should probably talk about this real quick because what I I while I was doing show prep earlier today, um, I I kind of fell down a YouTube hole about <laughs> Cent- Centralia, Pennsylvania which is now a ghost town. It used to have over a thousand people that lived in it. And now there's about four. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's all the buildings have been condemned uh, by the government. The highway that went to it is in dilapidation and spray painted like a, a giant mural because it has cracks in it and everything because under the entire town in the surrounding area is an enormous coal fire. <laughs> Uh, yes. uh, uh, in all of the mines back in 1962 uh, somebody uh, set some garbage on fire in a landfill and it uh, caught uh, caught one of the mines on fire and it spread throughout the town and noxic, toxic gas and everything and it's like burning over I forget like 350 degrees or 400 degrees I don't know but, but yeah it's a fire that's been burning for 56 years um, under the ground under the ground yeah, and uh, in, in basically during the Reagan and Reagan years, uh, the the townspeople desperately tried to get something done, and they needed like eighty four thousand dollars or something like that to take care of it, put it out for good, so people didn't have to relocate. And uh, they were like, nah, "It's just too hard. We can't get you that money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, let, it, let it burn uh, out." 
Let it burn yeah. They also said, well, we, we need more people to, you know, study this. So, I mean, seriously, $84,000, you know, back then, it wasn't even, it, it wasn't that much money. No. I mean, it, you know, it was, a, it was a lot more than it is now, but, you know, it wasn't that much money, you know? I mean, pe- you know, people were selling their house. To ha- save a town that was literally, and, and Kenny, I hope you post, uh, make sure you post the, 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 the YouTube link. I'll so put yeah, I'll post that. I watched this, it twice. Yeah, the documentary from 1982 narrated by yeah. Martin Sheen. It mm-hmm. it was amazing to me. This town, so there was a landfill on the outside of town and <clears throat> differing accounts say th- there are differing accounts. I went I went to mm-hmm. the Wikipedia. Yeah. Um the town decided to burn the garbage dump or maybe some people decided let's get rid of the garbage. And so they yeah. went out there to burn the dump. And underneath the dump was coal. Mm-hmm. And, and an entire in an entire system of mines as well. Yes. So. Including the wood. This was an amazing... Ken, I got to tell you, I was amazed with this. I know. It, it's just something. And, you know, the thing is about it, the reason why I was... You know, I found a one-click quick video that was just talking about how the town was abandoned. And then it suggested other videos, and it showed this, something from PBS, and I'm like, oh, something from PBS from the from you know 82 this has to be great and it was it's only 30 minutes long but um but yeah you know in in joe i I learned this fire you know it's it started in 1962 so this is you know in in you're like oh yeah this isn't any and then joe of course is like oh this is nothing you know (laughs) (laughs) i used to play in in mine fires yeah yeah i can't say centralia was nothing centralia yeah was big news here back in the 60s and 70s but you know in 1959 we had i mean this was just commonplace it Mm -hmm. still is yeah we have sinkholes all over this area scranton has streets homes falling into mine shafts all the time it's no Uh big deal centralia was a big deal because of the politics involved and then nobody did anything about those poor people but i gotta tell you in 1959 uh, <laughs> it was common practice for the mine owners when they were all out of coal they would uh when the miners would go in there as my grandfather would tell me they would leave pillars you know to mm-hmm. keep the roof up okay and the pillars were made of coal okay uh, really? As, yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. You would just dig around it, and you'd make you'd make a you'd make a pillar out of out of a you know working around it, and it would hold the roof up, and you would keep going deeper into the mine. Well, as time went on, there was no more coal in the shaft. Well, the mine owners didn't give a shit about the 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 coal miners, so what they would tell them is steal the columns, just take them out. Oh wow. God. And so they would go down and take out the columns. When actually we'd have roof cave-ins and we'd have we'd have uh, subsidence. Mine subsidence mm-hmm. in this area is just a common thing. It's just something we live with. In nineteen fifty-nine, to, to this day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It's not as prevalent because they've 
over time been filling the mines, and we have really good maps of where they are. <laughs> so, you know, they've been trying, but um, yeah, to this day. Um, but in 1959, we had another uh, that I, I sent you, Rain, that the Knox mining disaster. Yeah. And it was similar to stealing the columns. The managers and, and the, the owners of the mine told them to go under the Susquehanna River and mine. And they got within six feet of the roof. Just to put a finer point on it, mm-hmm. go under the Susquehanna. Under the Susquehanna River and mine the coal under the riverbed. Well, they told them to get closer and closer to the ceiling, which was closer and closer to the riverbed. Uh-huh. And the ceiling collapsed. And the river came into the mine in a huge whirlpool. My father drove me down there uh, <laughs> to see this. They were actually set up railroad tracks and were pushing cars in the tracks into the river so that it would take the boxcars into the whirlpool to try to plug the hole. That's insane. Wow. There were there were 50-some miners uh, got out, but 12 miners died. They never recovered the bodies. No, of course there not. Was, there was some personal... Uh, involvement in this and that my father-in-law uh not at the time but my father-in-law worked at one of the uh biggest uh, uh hardware stores in scranton it was bitten benders which dealt in uh, really high commercial uh equipment and they actually sent pumps down there to try to pump out the mine they couldn't do it and they had bitten benders had a monster pump railed in from California mm-hmm. that pumps like a million gallons a minute and it couldn't do it. Jesus. And eventually it just stopped, you know, and, um, you know, they try to try to fill it with boxcars, calm. Calm was a, a, a thing that was all over this place. We used to play on calm banks. They okay. were as high as mountains. There were actually railroad Railroad mm-hmm. tracks to take the cars up to the top of these piles to keep piling what is junk coal. It was, un- yeah. you know, grade coal. But what would happen is they would build these piles so high that the pressure, the pressure of that, the weight of those piles on this subgrade pole, uh, coal would ignite them. And they would burn <laughs> forever. God. Well, and you know, night, you would see a blue flame, and you would smell sulfur. Wow! And it was a common thing around here. Well, in you know, uh, wow. uh, yeah, you, bring you back s- the mines, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, and that—that's kind of like the, the fascination of this, the morbid fascination it, for me is—is what you know. Why do all these Trump cultists want the you know these jobs? You know, I mean, um, you know, if I, I, if the black yeah, lung won't get you, maybe the collapses or the mine fires or the drownings will. You know, yeah. Uh, but you know, and, I told you, my grandfather died gasping for air. Yeah, from what they call anthracylicosis, which is yeah. uh, black lung disease. And yeah. you know, my father showed me his paybook one time, twenty five dollars mm-hmm. a week, and most of the money went to the company store. Because they sure. had to buy groceries before they got paid. Yeah. So by the time it got paid, the company store took twenty. You got five. Well, I did a little more research on on whether or not there were any coal, coal fires in Ohio, and there there's one in New Straitsville, Ohio, 
which has a population, according to the 2010 census, of 722 people. New Straitsville in Perry County. And there's been a mining mine fire going on since um, uh, 1884. Uh, it says the... the, the yeah, the coal mining activity ended in 1884 when a labor dispute in the mine uh, ended with a group of miners uh, sending a burning coal car into the mine, igniting the coal. At the time, uh, the heat from the fire was so great, residents could draw hot water directly from wells and to brew coffee. Uh, the fi- fire in New Straitsville uh, mine burns to this day. So, uh, and they're also known for their annual moonshine festival. The go get out of town. No, really. <laughs> um. I, so yeah, I I, and that's like this, cent- southern central Ohio, kind of south central. This is all, Ohio. You know, when when Kenny shared this this video that he put on the chat with us today, I watched it and I didn't. Call me naive. That's fine. I didn't underst- I didn't even know about underground fires. Yeah. But as I'm watching that, and as I did some more research, I realized, holy crap! I get, I get the fact that we need to, like, you know, be industrial and go forward in this mm-hmm. country. But in the meantime, we have fires underground because yes. people have not taken care of the earth. Yeah, we literally are creating hells across physical hells across the country, um, mm-hmm. you know. And this isn't, you know, and then, it, and then these things are everywhere. Story about the water. It's like, you know, water. Here's the thing: fire and water are both really essential. Mm-hmm. But um, when you abuse them, they're really deadly. Yeah. Yeah, and God knows how that could have contaminated the river there too. Whether was there ever a study done on that, Joe? Or any? Well, any... the Susqu- yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. The Susquehanna River has since been, you know, cleaned up and fish have returned. I mean, you have to imagine that in the forties, fifties, and sixties, when my grandfather was working there. Oh yeah. The the, the uh, sulfur was just poured into the river. True. Okay. Yeah. Like may- like I like I like you the know, Cuyahoga. We lived, right. We we lived with with. With, with blue fires burning in our backyards, literally. <laughs> well, didn't okay, you say you'd go out? You'd go out at night and play on some of these things because it had a cold, cool glow to well, it. Well, not the ones. Yeah, not the ones that uh, exploded. <laughs> not the ones that no. ignited. Wow. But but yeah, because birch trees loved loved them. It was slag. It was we call it. It was called culm, C-U-L-M, culm. Yeah. It was just subgrade coal. It was rock that had some coal in it, but yeah. enough coal to burn if mm-hmm. you had enough pressure. And they used to build these banks up as high as mountains. They used to make tracks so that the 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 yeah. cars would the the train cars would take it up to the top and keep making it higher and higher. I've the seen pressure those. was so heavy, they would they would self emulate. And then they would burn uh, yeah. forever. Wow! And the smell in this valley, oh, on a muggy night was it was like somebody upstream let go a shart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's right. I know yeah. that smell. And, I know oh, that smell because oh. when I lived in Germantown, <laughs> in Germantown, New York, my hometown, mm-hmm. my semi-hometown, our water was sulfur water. Yeah. And that was that was the third well that my father tried to dig. Mm-hmm. 
and it was sulfur and and it was just you couldn't drink it yeah we there... had to boil it i grew up having to boil drinking water yeah i know there especially were especially some... when we couldn't afford to buy there, yeah, there there were some places, uh, fam- uh, either friends of family or family members that I can vividly remember going to their houses throughout, like Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia, you know, places like that, uh, where I I can remember people having really eggy water, and we un- we fortunately never had that in the small town New Waterford where I grew up. Um, it, they had, you know, we had chlorinated water. New water. It, in new water ford yeah so um but uh yeah you know in in uh you know we, the, the water a lot of people complained was heavily chlorinated but i didn't mind it as a kid and i didn't have a cavity until i was in my 30s um yeah so um it, but it did mind control me and i'm a libtard now uh so <laughs> uh <laughs> poison in the water lizard people lay my balls uh but yeah so anyway I, I thought it would be interesting to bring that up for a little bit because you know and this is something i wouldn't mind revisiting but yeah there are literal underground it, it, there are little hells all over i know there's a isn't there's a hell what michigan <laughs> Or something like that <laughs> but there's a <laughs> literal hells underground all across the united states and uh, and and one of them has a moonshine festival i hear uh but one of them is completely completely uninhabitable the uh, the uh, apparently on cold days you can really see the smoke and steam in um uh uh where's the pencil central centralia Centralia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, you can't really Centralia see it. Centralia is only about a county over from me. It's like yeah. two counties over. Yeah. It, so because we've been, really we've been there. In, you could actually fry an egg on it. <laughs> you could fry yeah. an egg on the, on the well, in, sidewalk. And how I knew you would know about it, and, and I'd heard about this before, you know, but it was something like in a documentary I saw years ago. But And when I was watching it, and Rain, you probably caught this too, there was uh, a an interview on a radio station and it was for the greater scranton area of pennsylvania so you know i was like well i'm sure joe knows all about this fun shit yeah i mean at one point i do i highly recommend everybody watch this this blew my mind and i know joe it probably doesn't blow your mind and i'm sorry i didn't know more about it i've never been a fan of the coal but Mm -hmm. i never really considered that what uh, it sounded like oh, lawyer for a, a Michael that Cohen. That was me. Don't worry about it. Oh, that was uh, Michael I, Avenetti. I, I, that was that, that was me. Something went haywire around the. Uh, I hate these That's auto okay. plays when you're. Yeah, when you're looking I up stories. I never really considered the idea, mm-hmm. and it could be naive of me, and that's fine. That coal can catch fire underneath the ground because we created mines, mm-hmm. and oxygen had to go into the mines where the miners went, and if there's a fire under there. There was no way to stop it. Yeah. No, and they had no will to stop Centralia. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the other thing about this. Like, I, I, it's just, it was during the Reagan administration, and, you know, they sent people in. They're like, well, we're going to do some more studies. We're going mm-hmm. to drill some more holes. We're going to find out more. And in the meantime, people were dying. Yeah. People had to move out. I mm-hmm. mean, in this documentary, one woman actually bought a parakeet. Yeah. She bought a parakeet. She she, she literally got her. the canary for outside the coal mine. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so she got this cute little bird, and she was just like, "Oh, I'm waiting for you to die." Yeah. When you when you die, I gotta move. And that bird was like, "What the hell?" So <laughs> amazing to me, and and so I just say, "Fuck you all with the coals." Yeah. Just fuck yeah. You. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, but to to be fair though, this had gone on through several different presidential administrations. Nineteen sixty two is when it mm-hmm. started. But That's this true. documentary, this documentary, and I and you raise a, you raise a great point too, Rain. It's like you know, I, I think I could probably understand why some of these people might not trust their government after this. So you know, if anybody anybody who survived that or anybody who relocated from that who you know is a Trump supporter and it thinks that bringing back coal jobs is a good idea, rethink your life. Um, I don't I don't think those people are alive. well i mean there were some there were some relatively young people on the documentary from 82 actually i looked up the guy who that uh that congressman from uh, like 20 minutes into the documentary he's actually Mm -hmm. still alive he's like 89 but he got voted out in 83 i wonder why (laughs) you know uh, he was like, well, you know, you to get this through the Congress and the, and the you know the Senate and then have the president sign. That's really hard. One of the well, most eighty-four thousand dollars. One of the most infuriating things about this—it's a half-hour documentary. Really, watch it. Was one guy? He said, uh, "No, Congress did something, and the only thing Congress did in the '80s under Reagan." which is when we saw deregulation really kind of starting to happen, Yeah, was that Congress passed a law about how to evacuate people. Yeah. And they did a couple you know, shitty studies. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't go out of their way. They didn't go out of their way to figure out how to stop the fire. And in this documentary, and this is why I said this to you and Joe, I understand this particular community. And perhaps their family who, after it, I get it if you don't like government. This particular community really was let down. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they were treated like a small town, like this small town didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the fact that this small town was told, well, we're going to give you $11,000 instead of your $31,000 for your house. Yeah, that was the thing. So we can plow it down and you can move out. Yeah, that was the thing. They were like, oh, we can't afford $84,000. So you have to shoulder the burden and lose a third, you know, two thirds of the equity in your home. Yeah. And it's like, well, what people in that town? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And, And so, I mean, think of all the money lost and the government couldn't foot, you know, foot at least a loan of $84,000. And and yeah. of course we you know uh, Reagan keeping in mind that all this time we're selling arms to the Contras. That's true. Thank and now you. Ollie North is Thank head of the NRA. Mm-hmm. So all kinds of bullshit. So much bullshit. 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 Thank you, Nicholas Cage. I found a, a some great <laughs> new Nicholas Cage audio for everybody tonight, folks. Um, <laughs> there's a Nicholas Cage movie that I have never heard of. And um, it's called Dead Something. Uh, uh, and Dead B? No, uh, Deadfall. <laughs> it's called Deadfall. And it is so fucking ridiculous. And it, it's like, it's one of those, So it's so bad, it's good. I need to watch this whole thing. It's from 1993. <laughs> 
and um yeah <laughs> and it has this uh, as well shut up shut the fuck up man! <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's fodder for mst3k yeah but it, it probably i don't know if they can get the licensing for it there's also this fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me this is not this is not comedy gold. There's also this one. <laughs> <laughs> and when you see the scene of him crying like that, oh, you will never be able to get it out of your head. It's it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. Um and. Uh, Oh, let me see. I think there's one more from that movie. No, I think maybe that's it. But I really do. <laughs> I do like the the uh, the shut the fuck up one. That one's good. But... Shut up! Shut, shut up. the fuck up, man! I don't even know what the last thing he says there is. <laughs> the subtitles. <laughs> it was funny because I put subtitles on on YouTube for some of these scenes, and subtit- they just gave up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hold on a second. And I, I'd like reload the video and go back and, you know, rewind it. Something. Maybe it just needs to catch up. No, subtitles just kind of gave up on certain parts of this. It was amazing. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, check it out. Um, Coal Mine Fires and Deadfall with Nicolas Cage. That's our first segment, everybody. And uh, we have something very special from Bobber on the show tonight. So uh, without further ado, I want to go to the break So now so we can play the Green News Report now. Uh, because I don't I, I wanna I wanna do it right for for Bobber's first segment on the show tonight. Uh, because as promised, he's gonna debut a new piece of music on the program here. Uh, and we're very excited about that. So it's new even to me. Yeah, oh. yeah. I don't think you've heard, uh, wow. I, I think I might be the. Uh, you know what? That's that's a high honor because he asked me to for his opinion on the mix and um and everything, and I gave one tiny little critique, and I actually I because I know basically what he did. I didn't listen to the final final one, just a minor thing, and we'll talk about that later. But um uh but yeah, it's very exciting. I'm not going to say the name uh or anything like that, and uh, not going to get into it. But I want to uh, go ahead and run to the break now and do the Green News Report. And then that way we have plenty of time. Because I think I want to do his song while we're all on air. You know what I mean? Uh, and then we'll just do commercials for the break. So, okay. um, it, But this will you know, buy us a little extra time. So here we go. Green News Report early for everybody today. Actually, it's late because it's from yesterday. But Green News Report. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com It's Thursday, May 31, 2018. This is one of those days when you don't want to be right. Hurricane Maria's death toll in Puerto Rico, 70 times greater than the official government count. We were all looking in horror at the video that came out of Ellicott City. Maryland town hit with second 1,000-year flood in two years. 
FEMA denies reconstruction funds to some victims of Hurricane Harvey. Plus, new study finds U.S. insurers are not ready for climate change. All of those disasters and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. This just in from the Department of Obvious Metaphors. A sinkhole has appeared on the White House lawn. It's true. It finally happened. The Earth is fighting back. Go Earth. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, we now have news that, yes, in fact... The death toll in Puerto Rico was far, far worse than originally reported. Oh, yes. It's a heartbreaking and disturbing new study. It estimates that the actual death toll from Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico last year is 70 times greater than the official government toll of just 64. Harvard Public Health researchers estimate that at least 4,600 people died in Puerto Rico from both direct and indirect impacts of the storm. And that's the lowball number. Yes. Twice as many as Hurricane Katrina, making Hurricane Maria the deadliest U.S. disaster in more than a century. The most prominent cause of death was interrupted medical care as victims waited weeks and months for federal help. In an interview with Latino Rebels Radio, San Juan Mayor Carmen Juline Cruz called it a tale of two disasters. One was made by the environment and the other one that was administration made. When, when I said we're dying here and you're killing us with your bureaucracy and your inefficiency, it was an SOS call. That call has still not been answered. Uh, Donald Trump, right after the uh, hurricane hit, said he was delighted that there were only 16 deaths. Well, he hasn't said a word since news of thousands being killed in the storm came out earlier this week. And you may or may not be surprised to find out that cable news is kind of ignoring this study as well. Media Matters reports that cable news covered the Roseanne Barr controversy for about 10 hours and has only devoted about 30 minutes to Puerto Rico. Mm. The 2018 Atlantic hurricane season officially begins on June 1st. But subtropical storm Alberto apparently didn't get the memo. The first named storm of the season, it made landfall on Monday in the Florida Panhandle. It killed two people in North Carolina and brought heavy rainfall and flash flooding across the southeast. It forced evacuations in North Carolina after the heavy rainfall compromised a dam. And U.S. residents are still struggling to recover from last year's hurricanes, which were the costliest on record. Politico reports that in Houston, FEMA has denied reconstruction funds for many low-income victims of Hurricane Harvey because they did not carry expensive flood insurance while living in a flood zone, a requirement that many U.S. homeowners are not aware of. Half of more than 700,000 applicants in Texas were rejected for any aid at all. Meanwhile, cleanup is underway in Ellicott City, Maryland, after the second catastrophic flash flood in less than two years hit on Sunday. It killed an off-duty National Guard 
guardsmen trying to help rescue others, the city received nearly a foot of rain in just a few hours. NBC meteorologist Al Roker connected the dots between these increasingly heavy storms and climate change. The problem is we're seeing more and more of these heavy downpours. In the last 50 years, we've seen an increase of 55 percent in the northeast, 42 percent in the Great Lakes, and 27 percent of greater rainfall and stronger storms. And that just continues to grow as we just continue to see climate change and more warm air making its way with moisture and causing bigger storms. Good for Al Roker. Good to hear that on network television, finally. Indeed. But the destructiveness of these flash floods is not just a consequence of climate change. Land management decisions, development in flood zones, aging infrastructure, and extensive pavement in the built urban environment are also crucial factors in flood events. Last month, Ellicott City received FEMA funding to build better flood controls after the last flood, but it came too late to be ready for this flood. Finally, a recent report from the Thomson Reuters Foundation concludes that U.S. insurance companies are not ready for climate change, that most have not adapted their strategies to address the whopping payouts associated with increasing extreme weather disasters. The lead author warns that insurers are treating weather disasters as isolated anomalous events not correlated to climate change, and that means, quote, insurers that ignore climate change will not put away enough money to cover their claims. Well, that's a government bailouts are for. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. Thanks for listening. Yeah, well, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, I went and got a Ronald Reagan clip today and had to get this. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, of course uh welcome back and i i am an idiot too i'm an idiot because i i loaded bobber's song in and i accidentally played the first one second of it and then i had to stop and hit the green news report so uh everybody got to hear the very first measure <laughs> of the song if you were paying attention if you weren't you were like what the fuck ken so now you probably don't even know Probably don't even know. But anyway, welcome back to the show. Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, The Electric City. I could name that song in one note. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. can, can you beat Shazam? Um, and I, apparently that's a new show. That's like the new name that tune. Can you beat the AI that recognizes songs? <gasps> oh, excuse mm. me. Hiccup. And, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Could you use some of that water leaking into your basement in one of those mine fires? One of those mind fires. 
Well, I don't know, man. No, they don't. <laughs> water don't put those out. Yeah, some of that's that true. water. In fact, the water makes it worse. Yeah, oh. some of that water just sort of steamed up, made more CO and CO2. Mm-hmm. Or some of the worst nights were when the calm banks were rained on. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. terrible. Uh, it was like steamy. It made yeah. steam. steam. Yeah, it, like a yeah, sauna. It's, it's, uh, yeah, uh, like a sulfur it, sauna. <laughs> yeah. Sulfur the thing sauna. That amazes me about all of it is just it. I get, I get, you know, industrialism. I get mm-hmm. it, but I, when I saw that documentary and I thought about all the things, and it's not just that documentary. It's also what we're doing regarding fracking. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just taking advantage of the mm-hmm. earth here yeah. in America. I mean, I, I'm sure it happens elsewhere, but it's just, yeah. we're just going in and we're just, you know, getting rid of our bedrock and, and the foundation, the physical yeah. foundation. Whereas everybody, all the, all the uh, creepy uh, uh, Trump cultists out there is, we're getting rid of the racism bedrock. We need that back. Yeah. And it just makes me want to say. Yes. <laughs> I mean, when you, no, when you think okay. about all the earthquakes that are happening out in Oklahoma as a result of fracking. Fracking. And there's a lot of earthquakes happening up in mm-hmm. New York. And probably it, it, it's along it's along the same mountain range that Joe is near. Yeah. You know, the, the Adirondacks and all that. Mm-hmm. The fracking that's been happening out there, and thankfully in New York it stopped, but they were experiencing earthquakes. Yes. Yeah, that's we live not, in the... Appalachian chain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, the Catskills are part of the Appalachian chain. Well, they are, but they're not like ours. We have the endless mountains. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to. I want right, to get. I want to. I want to get to uh, another story that makes me say. <laughs> and uh, this is a. I got. I recorded this last night. Uh, this is uh, Hallie Jackson and uh, Morgan Radford on MSNBC. And th- this is a, a long story, but I'll I, I, I just I did it real quick before I thought you guys were doing Resistor Sisters yesterday. By the way, we'll have a repeat of Res- Resistor Sisters tonight that we didn't hear because of Tal Day last week because of rain rain having flooding issues. So it's uh, you know, um, but don't worry, we'll be back on track next week. No apologies. Um, but uh, right before that, I was like, ooh, I need to get this for Turn Up the Night, and I never had a chance to go back and cut it up. Um, I'm going to let the story kind of speak for itself, but we do know there's that, uh, in Illinois, there's that, uh, that crazy little rat face, wispy haired Nazi guy who's running for office, the Illinois Nazi, mm-hmm. you know, you know how we feel about, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Illinois Nazis around, uh, these parts, you know, I, I, I gotta tell you, I, uh, Illinois Nazis, I hate Illinois Nazis. Well, uh, I'll just say this. That Illinois Nazi is not alone in the midterms this year. And that's what this story is about. Here's a, um, and here's the, I'll pause it. I was going to say, here's part one. I guess it, technically it'll be part one. But here's here's uh, the first part of the, uh, the clip of Hallie Jackson and Morgan Radford on MSNBC talking about 
white nationalists. So there's a really alarming trend happening in the 2018 midterms. Anti-hate groups say they're seeing a surge in candidates running on an explicitly white nationalist message. The Southern Poverty Law Center has identified eight candidates running for office with white supremacist ties, a number they say is higher than any election in recent memory. Our Morgan Radford traveled around the country to actually talk with some of those candidates uh, to find out why they think this is the year they can win. And Morgan, let's address this head on. The idea that by giving these candidates a platform for disgusting racist messages, by putting it on TV, you're giving their message oxygen. At the same time, these are people who think they can actually succeed here. Some consider it giving oxygen, Hallie, but others say you can't combat hate if you can't identify it. Because the truth is, this is not the kind of thing you expect to hear in 2018. People calling for racial segregation and openly denying the Holocaust. But see, that's the message that's coming from a growing number of candidates this year who see it not just as rhetoric, but also as a winning platform. But there is a warning. Some of our viewers may find the following language and these views pretty offensive. Hi, my name is Art Jones. Nice to meet you. I'm a candidate for Congress here in the 3rd District. Okay. Arthur Jones is running for Congress in Chicago's 3rd District. Do you think you have a shot at winning? Listen, I wouldn't be in this if I didn't think I could win. He's also one of at least eight white nationalists running for state or federal office this year, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. I consider myself a white racialist. Jones was a member of the American Nazi Party who denies the Holocaust ever happened. Six million Jews. Ridiculous. Okay. He's also okay, campaigning to keep Chicago's neighborhoods 90% white. I think most white people want a white neighborhood. Do you think that black people are genetically inferior? The average IQ of a black person is about 20 points lower than the average IQ of a white person. Okay? I went to Harvard. All right. And you got a lot of white blood in you, too. Some white blood. I'm African-American. Well, that's where your intelligence is coming from, I think. All right. She's African-American. Morgan Radford is African-American, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, this is this is terrifying. And I'm on the side of, yeah, I mean, we don't want to go and play their their ads on the show. We don't want to, you know, let, you know, play different clips of their speeches or anything like that. We're not going to, you know, give them that kind of platform. But to expose that they are out there and they exist is absolutely, um, you know, important to me. Just like, you know, the, the exposing the fundamentalists who want to, you know, in government who would like to try and dictate how other people live their lives, you know. I mean, this is this should be a warning, and hopefully if their ugliness is exposed, I mean, just what that guy said there, oh, well, you know, your intelligence comes from your white part, the white part of you. You know, when, when you see, when you see a, a, a crusty, old, ignorant white man talking to a beautiful, intelligent, young African-American woman, telling her, you know this nonsense that is the perfect example of of or perfect way to illustrate how useless and scummy these people are in my opinion he what do you had no problem saying that right to her face yeah nope. i think to me when i heard that he he said it without any shame without any you know reticence he just looked at her right in the face and said it. Mm -hmm. And that's where the problem is. That really is where we have a real problem with the fact that um, racists 
don't have any shame anymore. I I would like to go back to the days when, you know what, you said this, you said this at the Thanksgiving table mm-hmm. around your nieces and nephews and your nieces and nephews could be like, oh, Uncle Poppy, you're just being your crazy, drunk, racist self now. Yeah. That well, guy wasn't mm, drunk. No. No. And they it, had no shame. No, and, and, and Joe, to me, uh, the more these people are exposed and it's said out loud that, oh, well, you know, hey, I, I like what Trump says, you know, you know, and we'll hear more of that in the in the clip from another guy. You know, it's like, I, oh, I feel emboldened by Trump. And it, that, I think, will help in the midterms somewhat. Um, and also help, you know, taint anybody and, and maybe make people think second, uh, think twice about why they're supporting Trump in the first place. Yeah. Uh, when I first heard that clip, the first thing that went to my mind was she, he said, well, it's the white blood in you, you know, Harvard. <laughs> I would have, if I was her and I know she couldn't, I would have said, yeah, but you're all white and you're stupid as a bag of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a big dumb hunk of shit, you moron. Yeah, and you're about as fucking dumb as a, as a bag of doorknobs. So well, what the fuck? When, when, but she a, couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because she's a professional journalist. Now, what's funny at one point, there's there's one guy. You don't get to hear much of it in this, but there's one guy coming up uh, for the Illinois Nazi who said, you know, the the guy. You just hear the guy say, and he's a white guy, and he's like, "You want my vote?" And when you hear this guy react, oh my god, it's it's uh, it just goes to show what kind of big dumb hunk of shit he tr- truly is. Um, but anyway, uh, here's a uh, here's part two of the long clip. You think it comes from my white side? I think so. Twenty thousand people voted for Jones in the March primary, and even though he ran uncontested, he'll be on the Republican ticket in November. A fact many locals find unbelievable. And you want my vote? No, I don't want your vote. I don't want idiots like you voting for me. But Jones's supporters say he's exactly the kind of candidate they want to see in Washington. Even Abraham Lincoln uh, believed that the races should stay separated. He said uh, there's too great a difference between a black and white races that could possibly live together. Do you feel that way? I feel that way too. Anti-hate groups say the number of white nationalists running for office across the country this year is higher than ever before. Many of them running on the Republican ticket, like Patrick Little. This monstrous nature of the Jewish people must be known to the public. You think Jews are monsters? As a group, they are definitely behaving as a monster, 100%. Little is running for Senator Dianne Feinstein's seat in California and blames Jews for America's problems. They do the bidding of a foreign power that has committed terrorist attacks against this country. He said... I'm going to pause it right there and just say... Shut up! Shut the fuck up, man! Seriously. I mean, Jews have committed terrorist attacks against our country? I mean, yeah, I mean, there were Jewish robots in those uh, twin tower ro- robots, robots. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there is there is something in in that clip I heard um, that they are you know nationalists are running in numbers never seen before. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you something. I deeply disagree with that. Well. I really, I, I do you think that it's, part I disagree with. Do you do well? They, they said white nationalists yeah. running in the twenties, thirties, forties. 
And, and you know, even before we had a term called white nationalism, we had a whole bunch of people running up to the Civil War. Maybe. Making sure. Maybe they're, the they're talking in, in recent history or at the very least this century. Yes. The point that I'm trying to make about that, and I'm not trying to discredit the reporter at all. My greater point is that I'm very, very concerned that we are going back backwards and back to you know the days when it was okay for people to run on a platform that said white people are better than anybody else white people are better yeah. than blacks they're better than germans well that the, uh, you know, you're right irish people better than you know anybody who wasn't considered aryan and you're we have you're right the, Aryan problem in this country. This is this is the, uh, we, we are at a cultural turning point in this nation, and Trump uh, was the the first indication. And and basically, what it is is it's the uh, to me, if you ask me, it's the last dying gasp of the the straight white male patriarchy um, who is desperate to cling to power and cannot cede. Um, the, the, you know, they, they cannot, they can't fathom being a minority, you yeah. know, they, they, they can't in, in their little pea brains, that's an insult to them because they've spent their lives insulting minorities, you know, just the, the term minority they, they think is degrading, you know, mm-hmm. so, and in in you know uh, Trump uh, you know look, they looked at him as the great white hope and th- this movement can't sustain because the demographic demographics in this country are changing so rapidly you know I think it's a last hurrah if he might win in in twenty twenty oh god you know but I think it's going to be I I know I, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I, you know, I don't want it to happen. I want him out. I want Pence out. I want the whole fucking bunch of rat bastards out on their asses and let his supporters rise up and try and take over the government and let them get put down by the military. You know, that's what I would love to see happen. Well, no, I wouldn't love to see that happen. That's that. I would love to see. I would love to see them all out of there. But there's still a chance that this movement. There's still a chance. There's still a chance that the movement is powerful enough to carry on through through you know, the next election. But I really don't think so. I, I think that the the what charisma was there and what what political capital and what. Uh, you know, and we'll get to this later. What what kind of credibility Trump had is it's as thin as it's ever been. And when people's lives really start getting affected, and when you see on small, lo- you know, on local elections, not small elections, because no election is small. When you see on local elections that somebody's like, "Oh yeah, there's actually a Nazi running," I think that's going to get a lot of people out to the polls at. You know, Ken in the midterms. And Joe, the thing is, is that Illinois Nazi, he ran unopposed. Yes, for the Republican I ticket. I am still, I remember when the story came out, and I'm still, my jaw still drops. The Republican Party couldn't find anybody, anybody. Maybe they, they thought it was a like lost a cause. Smelly mop 
at Walmart to run against him. They uh, didn't put any money into it and anybody to run against him. That's a problem to me. Mm-hmm. See, I, I, I think we underestimated the depth that racism still has a powerful hold on this country. I certainly did. Um, I don't, yeah. but I, uh, I, I, even, I don't even, anymore. Even even Obama recently, in the book that some one of his aides wrote, said when he was in a motorcade in Lima, Peru, that he wondered if they were wrong and if they were 10 years too early. I think what the Obama presidency did was awaken this resentment yes in in the electorate and it was it made the the, the picking ripe for someone like Trump who yeah. said no no you were right all along black people shouldn't be in positions of power well, you know and I, mean, I, I that's a really good point you you brought brought up there Joe because in the early days of this show after Obama was elected my old co-host and I'll just say their names right now. I remember getting pushback from Shane and Danielle when they were on this show because I said that the reason Obama was facing so much hatred from from older white men in this country was because they saw their opportunity, whether symbolic or personal or whatever, all the hate that they threw at him was, how dare you? I said, you know, they basically took away their these guys opportunity to sit in the white house and and right. people and they told me no that's not it that's not it that's exactly it and when when people saw that again symbolically or literally you know that they really oh, said that yeah yeah they told me i was wrong they told me no. no i don't think that's it and this election proved that that was absolutely the case yeah it was it was a it was a it was a whipsaw reaction to a mm-hmm. black man being in the white house yeah and no it, matter, it was jealousy you know, there's a lot of people out there who think i may be living in in the worst poverty imaginable but i'm white and that makes me yes. better than any black guy yeah. yeah and then he became president and they said what what what's that guy doing in the white house they were jealous that, and 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 it, it it just ignited something. I it, it's like those piles of coal I was telling you about. Yeah. Eventually, the pressure is going to explode. Yeah, and that that's and that, that, that that's explosion a was was, was uh, yeah, and that was that was Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. said it's it's okay for you to feel that way because uh, he shouldn't have been president. Yes. And, I'll and tell they you why, still believed he was born in Kenya. Yeah. And the in and again and who who gets the blame for all the racism in this country? Obama. He had a per, right. you know all the people who said oh, he yeah, had. Yeah, there's a, that whole thing where Obama was the one. Obama yeah. was the one who didn't unite America. He had this unique because opportunity he, he to. He reminded me how? that just being white doesn't make me smarter than you, and I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, and, she, and I'd I'd like to go back to. Uh, there's a couple of comments I. Maybe I'm misinterpreting them from the blog about how paying attention to these people, you know, putting more focus on them just gives them more energy. And I need to say this. This is my personal opinion. We need to pay attention to this because um, no, we didn't enemy. pay attention to this kind of hatred back in the 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and during that time was when this country didn't want to get involved in World War II. 
Yeah. Because this country wanted to be isolationist and we wanted to be nationalist. And um, no, we have to we have to shine a light on on people like the Illinois Nazi. Yeah. And all of them, we have to. It doesn't, you know, we do, I don't care if it means two or three more people might turn out to support these people. Because it's, there's if we shine a light on them, two or three more people might, you know, like them and support them. But that light is going to kill six or seven mm-hmm. more. I mean, there's a big difference if they're if they're put on if they're put on a panel on Fox News. That's dangerous. If they're ex- yes. if if they're in a news report on MSNBC or CNN, I don't think it's going to move the needle. Um, but uh, but anyway, uh, let's let's just blow through the last two and a half minutes of the clip so we can uh, just round it out and we'll have a, a minute or two for a recap. As President Trump is talking to people like him. Because he dog-whistled about globalists. I didn't understand he was talking about Jews until after the election. The state's Republican Party says it wants nothing to do with him and declined to speak with us on camera. It should be a wake-up call. If these types of candidates are going to come out from under the rock, they need to be repudiated at the ballot box. We're a nation of communists, atheists, crooks. But their supporters say this is exactly what they think will make America great again. It's not because we're racist. It's because <laughs> we feel marginalized, and we're the ones who are being oppressed. Ah! Both of those candidates are running on the Republican ticket, but the Republican National Committee says that America has no place for white supremacy. Pally? No, none. It is racist and disgusting, Morgan, and it is uh, it is disturbing to listen to some of the comments in that piece. You talk about how this is a record number running, but it's still just eight, right? I mean, it's still just a fringe group out there. That's the problem, Hallie. I think sometimes that when we dismiss them as just fringe groups, we don't allow for the fact that these people People are trying to become part of our political process. So, for example, Patrick Little, that second candidate I interviewed out in California, he said that he's listed as a civil rights advocate. And when I said, Hold on, do, you, do you really think you're a civil rights advocate? He said, yes, I do. I'm advocating for working white Christian men and we feel oppressed by the Jews. And I said, when you when you press these guys on exactly what it means, what their campaign platform means, they're talking about forcibly removing people not only from their neighborhood, and their communities, but also from this country and their lives, Hallie. There was that moment, Morgan, when you were in that conversation with I think Arthur Jones. You said, "I'm African American." Uh, what, what was it like for you to be to be out there in the in these moments? Yeah, well, you can imagine when he talked about my white blood, and I informed him that that white blood is actually Jewish blood. You can imagine uh, his face then. But the reality of it is, is that this isn't new to me, right? I'm African American. I grew up in the South with a Jewish grandmother, and I grew up speaking Spanish. But what is new to me oh. is the way that we're now parsing words around the labels: white nationalist versus supremacist first racialist right. and what's happening and it's belying uh, this this rhetoric of, of violence because even in the comments section when they talked about yeah. this interview someone said that journalist should hang from a noose and that's the type of rhetoric that we worry could lead to action Callie, and let's yeah. not parse words here Morgan it is racist and there is no place for it here yeah and to that guy to the yeah amen amen to all that and uh into that white guy who was a supporter of the Illinois Nazi in that clip said it's it's well, us that are being marginalized and oppressed. Oh, grind me a blizzard snowflake. Seriously. Um, you are not being oppressed. I am not being oppressed. I can speak for straight white men on this matter. 
not being oppressed. <laughs> um, I, I can honestly tell you, you know how far, let me just say this to all these white nationalists and Nazis and everything out there. Your life will be so much better if you walk through it and you smile at strangers and you say, have a nice weekend, or you hold the door for somebody who, who's a stranger, no matter their color or, or, or gender or whatever, you know, or you, 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 know, you, you give a, an extra generous tip uh, when you're out at dinner and you say, hey, yeah, you know, I mean, seriously, these people just don't know joy. Not Joy Reid, and yes, she's apologized multiple times, but still, we're not going to talk about her tonight. Uh, but no, they don't. They don't know. They they they, they, they have deprived they have deprived themselves of so much in life. They're kind that, of incels. Yeah, they, yeah, they're they're kind of like the incels, and and you they're see how joy ugly they are. On the outside, like that rat-faced Illinois Nazi. I mean, it, there's there was him giving a speech at one point, and he's got like you know four strands of hair blown over his head, and he's got a scrunched-up face with a little rat nose, and his, you know eight nineteen eighties glasses, and you know it's just like God, you just have no fucking joy in your life. That's the problem. You saw somebody else having a good time, or maybe a girl you were interested in was like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Here's my boyfriend. He's black. You know, that's probably how it happened. So, you know, so all these guys who think they're, you know, getting, uh, you know, uh, you know, getting marginalized. Oh, cry me a blizzard snowflake. Yeah, cry me a blizzard snowflake. And that is from the new season of Arrested Development, by the way. So, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So, and by the way, this exact conversation we're having here, and uh, in Me Too, and in Trump, and Weinstein, and all this other stuff, Kimmy Schmidt, <laughs> the new season of Kimmy oh, yeah. Schmidt. It's uh, it's an abbreviated season, and I'm sad about that. But all this stuff is addressed in one of those in several brilliant comedic ways. Um, I, I told Susan I would I would lay off of it so she could pick through it for uh, Resistor Sisters, but you know. Let me tell you, I just watched the first episode and I was crying. I was laughing oh, so hard. Yes. Well, you know what? Cry, cry a little harder. Oh, cry me a blizzard snowflake. Yeah. So. yeah okay. <laughs> Suck it up, cupcake. <laughs> Suck it up. So uh, yeah, just don't cry like Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> i love that so anyway um i know we could keep talking about this forever but i want to get run into the break because again we're it's a mixed bag on tonight's show uh when we come back we'll probably check out the the michael cohen stuff i think i'm going to save the funniest trump stuff for the end of the show but i don't know i might want to tease it or i won't want to play it early um but uh but yeah we got a, a mixed bag of stuff for tonight's program we will talk about samantha b at some point too um uh you know because uh she shouldn't be fired i'm gonna say that right now and um why doesn't trump have to answer for all of his uh c-word moments hmm riddle me that batman um mm -hmm. so uh yeah we have time i do have words it's a trump standard words. 
the Trumple standard. Um, but yes, all right. Well, we'll we'll see where we can squeeze it in. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna hit the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night and the debut of Bobber's new song. Hang tight. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Shut up! Shut the fuck up, man! Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City also on the Tim Coromel show. Uh, that's right. Yeah, Nicole Miner's grandson. You got a new uh, new product you'll be uh, uh, pushing on the program this Sunday, right? <clears throat> Roseanne. <laughs> yes. Roseanbian. Roseanbian. Yes. <laughs> yes. Roseanbian. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. So, yes. and of- <laughs> it's going to be fun. Well, it'll be one for the books. And, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back. I just, I promised Clint I would squeeze this in. Mm-hmm. Illinois passed the ERA. So now we just need one more state to ratify it as an amendment to the United States Constitution. Ooh, nice. nice. The Rights Amendment is within our grasp. Oh, that would be amazing. So One more oh, state. Ohio, I thought, I thought Virginia, get off your ass. I, okay, well. You all need to. You all need to get out and vote. I thought it was Virginia. Sandy and Durwood said that we were the thirty. Uh, we were the thirty-six states. So now I feel kind of dumb because mm. I was hoping it was going to be Virginia. After Virginia just passed Medicaid expansion. Mm. Oh, I don't know if Ohio's in on that or not. I, I spoke too soon. Um, so but I'm looking at you, America, be yeah. the next state. To pass the Equal Rights Amendment. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, Phyllis Schlafly is not going to like this. Well, she's going to be rolling. Huh? She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's, no, she's not. Yeah, yeah she, she died. She died. She, yeah, yeah, she, she died, died a year ago, I think. God yeah. damn it. 
<laughs> I think she she died before before Trump was elected. Stop! Don't come back. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. She don't know what the number of states. I don't know who's dead, who's Thanks. alive. She'll be. <laughs> we should play Dead or Alive some night. Sure. Right, we should. Yes. Brian Fisher alive. I repeat, <laughs> Brian Fisher alive. Um, but anyway. Uh, also joining us on the program, we've kept them waiting far too long, uh, ladies and germs. It's uh, Rain's Bobber half. It's Bobber from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Happy Friday. Yeah, Yay! happy Friday to you. Hey. Der Braumeister and also <laughs> Der Songmeister. Um, so now, Bobber, I uh, we played the Green News report early, so we could dedicate it. So you know, because you know, we, we might go over a little bit in this segment. I wanted to see if uh, you know if you would like to set it up, and maybe we just go ahead and all listen and react to your new song on the air. Right now, um, sure. Well, the uh, just very briefly, it's it's to be honest with you, it's not a really new song. I actually wrote this when I was probably about twenty four. No um, way. But I've, I've never had a good recording of it that I liked, so I, I felt like I wanted to have I wanted to have one. So I tried to put one together, and hopefully, I've at least partially succeeded. And uh, the 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 title of the song I have not mentioned yet. It's called the list. And you want to give a brief synopsis of, of what the song is about? Um, it's uh, about a woman who um, was afraid to commit to a relationship, and now in her, as she's getting older, she's realizing you know maybe that wasn't the, the best approach. Well, there you go. So she, and and of course, you sent it to me. I think I'm the ol- one of the only living souls to have heard this song until this point. I heard this recording of this song. Yes. yes. Okay. So, um, and and well, especially in in our circle here, definitely with yes. all of our listeners and everybody on the on the show. Um, yes, but I, I was waiting to put it out on my, uh, you know, on my Facebook page until the show, until it debuted in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we we planned this, you know, last weekend uh, to do this, and um, and yeah, you sent me one, you sent me uh, an earlier version. You asked for my feedback. I love the mix. Uh, I love the vocal performance and all the all the musical performances on it. You did all the instrumentation. Uh, is it a, is it a drum machine or, or well, drum? What what are the drums? So so yeah, the the drum part, the the main drum part um, is uh, you know it's a drum machine playing a, pa- a rhythm pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had to tap out the uh, the fills. And the accents, and then the part in the bridge, you know, which is a different. Actually, the, the bridge and the climb into the chorus are both different, and so I just had to manually play those out on the drum machine. Nice, and uh, yeah, you. So you sent me, you sent it to me, and the only feedback I had for you was just fade it out a little sooner. Yep. And and that was that was my only feedback, and uh, I think. Uh, because uh, I, I will pride myself in, in being a, 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 a master of the fade in, fade out. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> well uh, hopefully my my uh, my the way I did it yeah, meets your uh, approval. Meets my criteria, and just uh, pleased. So now, Susan, what what are you saying here? The the uh, the FBI heard it, but they were listening illegally. Oh, oh, so the the FBI has heard heard the song. So, yeah. hi, Sus. 
So, uh, hello, Suze. Everybody says hi. Gonna come in a so, yeah. yeah, are you gonna are you gonna tune in? Are you gonna listen to the song, Suze? And your birthday boner is coming up next break. Oh ne- my god! Oh my god! Here's my phone. Oh, Kenny, I gotta tell you something. Huh? The fact that you said your birthday boner is coming up, and your wife said, "Oh God." Uh, well, yeah, it was a preemptive. Oh God. Um. <laughs> So, anyway, I've just turned on Indie Media Weekly on my phone and passed it off to the Sue, so she can also join in here. Uh, so, all right, without further ado, ladies and germs, I'm going to turn my, uh, I'm going to mute myself whilst I listen in its full glory. Um, uh, everybody, from Bob Rouse, their Braumeister, Bobber in D.C., this is The List. Because 
I didn't want to get the applause started too soon because I had to see if the fade out fit my criteria, and it did. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, good job, man. That's great. Uh, the, and I got to tell you, uh, you're you're mixing. It, okay, first of all, as one from one guitarist to another, your sensibilities on guitar and your feel are just incredible. I, I admire that so much. You play guitar so much differently than I do. And I really admire the sound you get, and and again the feel you get, uh, and and it's just perfection. And when that double harmony came in, and there's a little bit of stereo separation on the core on the on the solo, wow! And then I did hear was that a little? Were you doing a little satanic backmasking guitar at the end there? <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah. And the funny see? thing is, is I decided to do that. You know, like. It was on a couple of months ago. We were talking about all that the backward stuff. Yeah. On the show, <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, you know, because I'd originally put something down that wasn't too happy, mm-hmm. and I thought that would sound cool backwards." And then, oh you know, yeah, I got the idea from the show, so I went ahead and did it. Oh, it's so it, it's fun. It's so much fun. You know, you play the song backwards. You 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 play a solo backwards on it, and then you re- flip it around, and it sounds so cool. You're getting some great compliments in the chat, Harrison esque from Clinster. I, I hear, That's, I can hear that. I, I don't, I don't deserve that, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I can hear, I, I, I hear where he's coming from there, uh, because I mean, the, uh, the inspiration actually was sort of there, you know, like because uh, I know, because uh, originally I had planned to do the, the the guitar parts as you know slide, mm-hmm. it just I couldn't get it to. The, I, I couldn't get it accurately enough, you know, no. because it's it's not you're not just it's not just ripping, it's it's a you know, it's an actual, you know, particular melody, and, and I just yes. couldn't get accurate enough on slide. So that's why I yeah, it, picked the note down. Yeah, you you are you are very methodical uh, with your melodies, and I, I I have a deep admiration for you in that. And and it it recalls a lot of really really good performers that you know uh, I enjoyed through you know from the late seventies or early eighties and. Um, and yeah, yeah, bravo, bravo. Pat yourself on the back. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I, I will say that listening on the like the headphones here while in the in the call, um, I don't know. Maybe it's different, you know, listening on um, Skype. You know, through the yeah, diff- Skype versus you know through the actual. You know, but the, but the other but the people listening to the show are hearing. I didn't really get the, the like the. the the separation and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I think Skype is mono. I think Skype yeah. is mono, but I do broadcast in stereo, so you're good. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully they got got that. Because the other thing is, like at the end, I don't know if you know, like that reverse guitar, it kind of swings back and forth mm-hmm. between the, the 
left and right. Yeah, yeah. So. I also talk in stereo. Talk in stereo. <laughs> so, uh, you know that song, right? Is that the Plimsolls? I don't know if that was the Plimsolls or Pez Band. I don't know. One of them. I know there was, there was Living in Stereo. Well, there's that a song. Was, um, she talks in stereo. She sounds so good to me. She talks in stereo. <laughs> it's it's from the Valley Girl soundtrack. So, oh, okay. I don't remember. But, yeah. Anyway. But, yes, yes. Everybody got to hear it in full fidelity uh, as long as they have stereo output on whatever they're listening on. So, Joe, what do you think? How about that? Well, I don't, you know, like, I don't understand any of the technical stuff you're talking about. But it sounded amazing. It really it, did. It it did. It sounded amazing. I am always in awe of people who could create things like that. That's amazing. Uh, it's, it, uh, well, I probably spent too much time on it. Well, actually, I wouldn't say I spent a lot, tons, tons of time, but I just kept, you know, doing little bits and then coming back to it, and then doing some parts and coming back to it later. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it kind of stretched out longer than I, I wanted to get done a little faster than I did, but. It just, I couldn't get yeah. it all done at once. Yeah, and I there there was a chance, uh, but I blew I blew my opportunity to do backing vocals <laughs> on it because I just, I, honestly, God, you're such a different musician than me, um, and I was flattered that you you wanted me to try and do backing vocals, but it, you, I will say you have a really good sense for lyrical patterns too. Me, if you listen to my songs, they're usually not very complex how i do vocal patterns it's like barky barky bark 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 or whatever you know um but uh you know it it, it, you have very intricate melodies very intricate patterns and uh i found it hard for me to get in the right mindset to do it but you did a stellar job on on the backing vocals and everything else i I don't think it would have been right really if it it would have had my voice on it so uh good job Um, good job thanks yeah i i I was well, first of all, that when I wrote that song, I I was able to sing in you know a little higher than I can now, and so yeah, some of the vocals are a little strained, which is, I guess I'm just gonna have to live with it. Um, but it, it made you know the I wanted the vo- the harmonies to be a you know like a third up, mm-hmm. and it was just not that was just not gonna happen. There's no way I could sing it, so yeah, I ended up singing it essentially a third up but an octave down. So that's yeah. what a so a oh, seventh, it- or, uh, Gary Myrick in the figures, Susan informed me, did uh, she talks in stereo. But uh, the most important opinion of this song on the program right now is your Rainer half. <laughs> so, uh, Rain, what do you think? I I loved it, but I'm biased. Sure, I did. I loved it, and I'm biased. I I. I'm yeah, gonna pl- I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'll talk I'm gonna about it later. I'm gonna play this again at the bottom of the next hour, <laughs> so so everybody can absorb it once more. Um, I, think the, I think that the guitar playing just it was a really great. It was just put together so amazingly, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm with Joe. I I can't do something like that. Like I can paint pictures, but yeah, that's way different than making music. He's just painting He's ear pictures. Different. He's painting ear pictures. So. I know. I know. It's, it's really, it's a very different thing to me. Yeah. So I, I, I'm amazed with him. Well, and, and, and you I know, know I'm biased, but. 
I'm I'm with you. I'm with you guys too because I understand what you're doing, Bob, in the song. I understand, but you you have a different technical proficiency than I do because you know I'm a power chord player. You know I can do single leads and stuff like that, but the complexity of like you know how you strum your chords and how you add in the the melody guitar, the the solo and everything like that, and even you know the, mm. the little back masking thing in the end. You know, it's it, I, I couldn't I couldn't in my wildest dreams craft a song like that. So, and and because you you said you wrote it a long time ago too, I even have a greater admiration for you because I definitely couldn't have written a song like that. Uh, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty, however many years ago. So yeah, yeah you know good, what, good Eddie, job. That's the thing, Bob writes. He's a writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he makes music, but he also writes things. Yeah. I think he deserves credit for that too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and um, yeah, that was that was terrific stuff. So, um, uh, all right. Um, uh, any any final thoughts, Bobber? Before we, uh, uh, I got one little thing we're gonna do before we move on. Um, yeah, just the, uh, the there's some little little parts in there. There's a little electric rhythm guitar part that you may not notice, and the or the organ they kind of they kind of sit in the background, but they add a little extra. You can mm-hmm. hear it come in on you know the the second verse, and they they I think that's just it was one of those things where I, you know I, I'd be laying in bed and I'd be running the song over and over again through my head, and then I'd hear those little parts, and then I'd have to add them in, you know. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So uh, we, we'll give you a, a customary uh, one of these. Amen. 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 In addition to the applause. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, and, and to everybody out there uh, who listened to the song, Ronald Reagan has a message. Thanks for listening. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, if you want, you, I'll send you that clip and you can tack it onto the final, final mix. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 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 or you can, you can do the Reagan do the just do the Reagan party mix, uh, you know. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> so, anywho, uh, let's go ahead and uh, uh, Donald Trump. Everyone, um, he's he's losing his mind. We've I know you're like Ken. Really, seriously, he <laughs> seems so. St- he seemed like such a stable genius before today. Uh, <laughs> he does drink coffee. Well, he does. T- today he was talking about a letter he received from Kim Jong Un. Okay. <laughs> and within eight minutes, okay, he starts off. Yeah, totally read the letter. Wonderful letter from Kim Jong Un. Okay. Uh, just just listen and there's a beep there's a beep there's, there's an eight he talked to the press for like eight minutes and within that eight minutes he reverses position on reading <laughs> so just just listen to this a letter was given to me by kim jong and that letter was uh very nice letter. Oh, would you like to see what was in that letter? Yeah, would you like? How much? How much? How much? Uh, it was a very interesting letter, and at some point, I may be. It may be appropriate, and maybe I'll be able to give it to you. Maybe you'll be able to see it, and maybe fairly soon. The letter. Did you send anything back? Uh, no, I didn't. I haven't seen the letter yet. I purposely what? didn't open the letter. I haven't opened it. I didn't open it in front of the director. 
I said, would you want me to open it? He said, you can read it later. Oi, beige mirror. You're a complete bastard. Oh, that's not what I meant to play. I meant to play this. Hey, what happened? Okay, so he said, (laughs) I got a very nice letter. And and here's the, the, okay, so, so here I mixed up clips from the 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 beginning and the end of of that so you can hear it like compare and contrast a letter was given to me by kim jong-un and that letter was uh, a very nice letter and i haven't seen the letter yet oh would you like to see what was in that letter i purposely didn't open the letter would you like how much how much how much uh it was a very interesting letter and i haven't opened it i didn't open it in front of the director at some point i may be it may be appropriate and maybe i'll be able to give it to you maybe you'll be able to see it and maybe fairly soon i said would you want me to open it he said you can read it later shut up shut the fuck up man! seriously god damn it god damn it yeah god damn it all to hell um so in so in got the letter kenny am i wrong he I'm got the letter. Kidding. It's a very nice letter. Very, very nice letter. Wouldn't you love to know what's in it? Oh, did you send him a letter back? I haven't read the letter. Okay, thank you. I didn't even open this, it. It's still lady, in the mailbox. This lady appreciates your explaining of it. I re- returned to sender it. on it. Seriously. He's so <laughs> goddamn nuts. So... Um, with all apologies in the world to Donovan, I did this. First, there is a very interesting letter. Then there is no very interesting letter. Then there is. There you go. <laughs> First, there is a summit. Then there isn't. Then there is. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes, Joe. God. First, there is a summit. Then there isn't. Then there is. Um. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, Melania, I tweet your name wrong. So. <laughs> Where is no. Melanie? Oh, Melanie, I tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Melanie, I tweet your name. But seriously. First, there is a very interesting letter. Then there is no very interesting letter. Then there is. <laughs> I am so sorry, Donovan. Donovan. Uh, oh, by the way, Donovan, alive. Um, so, since we were talking about doing a live or dead. So, there you go. Uh, and yes, uh, here we go. From meow goodness. Hey, uh, Trump. Fuck you. There we go. So, yeah. you, Melanie? Yeah. Uh, what what do you think of that, (laughs) Bobber? Um, (laughs) you read the letter? Um, He he can't even keep his own lies straight. Uh, Do you think? uh, The course of of a couple minutes. It's just amazing. Do you think it's a lie, or do you think he forgot? Well, he's lying. He's lying about it, the contents, or lying about you know having not read it. Yeah, I think, I he, think he needed somebody. To, he's married to. I think he needed somebody to read it to him. Well, M- Melanie could have read it to in her to him in her uh, caveman English. We can and shoot the children. Yeah, so yes. <laughs> with resilience. Yeah, resilience. She would tell him. Be best. In the letter. Boy talk. Boy talk. Egg on. Egg on. Lead <laughs> on. Bob's right. He can't keep his shit together. Yeah. Days. Of, yeah. Zero days since the last lie from Trump's White House. 
Um, uh, but yeah, they were kind of a, a boy talk, and uh, he was lead on like uh, egg on. First, there is a very interesting letter, and then there is no very interesting letter, and then there is. <laughs> that, that is so good. Uh, <laughs> So, anyway, so yeah. I'm gonna. That song's gonna be stuck in my head forever. I had I had uh, 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 Bonnie Tyler stuck in my head this morning. Now I'm gonna have Donovan stuck in my head tonight. Total eclipse of the heart. So, uh, Wait, but give me another Donovan song. Give me one uh, more Donovan song. Donovan song. Another Donovan song is uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Sunshine Superman. Uh huh. Total mellow yellow. The sunshine. Did you do mellow yellow? Total eclipse of the mellow yellow. Oh, there. Okay. All right. Very good. So, um, anyway, <laughs> there was Atlantis. He did the Atlantis one. But oh yeah, yeah. So I'm not the hugest uh, fan of Donovan, but I do know that you know, uh, for the, there is a mountain is my favorite song by him. So. Caterpillar sheds its skin to sh- something the butterfly within. <laughs> they called me Mellow's Islands. Oh, all right. First so, there was a summit, and there was a, <laughs> and there was. I, I love the, I love the, the that's better, Joe. That's really good. So <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, we got to run to the break. We're running long. Uh, this won't be a super long break because again, we already got our song played. Uh, the debut of Bobber's The List, and thank you again for that. that what an what an honor. And um, so we're gonna go ahead and just run some promos for other programs here. And we'll be right back in uh, four or five minutes, something like that. So hang tight. Don't go nowhere. More Turn Up the Night. Name calling, listener calls, all that stuff. Birthday boners. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santors, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. 
except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank, every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Fuck! Thanks for listening. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas Cage and Ronald Reagan double shot there for everybody. Uh, welcome back to the program. Of course, joining me as always on the show, Mr. Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. And my dog is barking. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. So can you can you keep him quiet? Can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. So no chance there is. <laughs> Uh, and of course, uh, Bobber in DC. Once again, congratu- congratulations on the new song. Oh, not the uh, the new recording of a uh, Bobber classic, uh, the list. And again, we'll play that again at the bottom of next hour. And thank you for letting me debut it on the program. Thank you for playing it. No sweat. And last but most certainly not least, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington D.C. The Swamp, the Beltway Bureau. Are you ready to be our girl Friday and do some name calling? As always, I am. I am your girl Friday. 
Love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you gotta give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You wanna mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. Biscuit. Well, I'm just going to say that my biscuit comes with the side order of cunt. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Nice. goodness. <laughs> hey, that's my favorite kind of biscuit. <laughs> so, sorry, I had to do it. It's better, it's, better than, it's better than mine. The made-from-scratch fried bologna and Velveeta biscuit. New well, at Hardee's. It's, it's, it's almost... A, as delicious, but I call it cunt butter. Wow. <laughs> uh, I can't oh, believe I ate my whole thing. You God. ate it, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, that any, is that anything like mammal sauce? Um, <laughs> no, mine is juicier and softer <laughs> and deeper and more delicious. Well, are you with that? There you go. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> By the way, Rain, did you hear what Minnie Driver said? I think I read it earlier. Tell she me. She said said about um she said I don't know why they're making that body part. She she was saying that they shouldn't have called Ivanka that body part because that body part is actually warm and deep. Yeah, she lacks depth and warmth. Um yeah. so <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it was. doesn't mean I'm going to turn against Sam B. But anyway, sure, getting sure. to the list. All right, there we to go. The, to the Bob's, other you mean list Bob? The other tonight. list, okay. Um, tonight on our chat list, we have Adam Hebert, we have Bobber DC, we have Caitlin Chris, we have Clinster, we have Cy Guy, we have Heather, we have Jay Collie, we have Kenny Pick, we have Ken Senior. Hello, Dad. We have Katie Kayser, we have Lee again, Living on Long Island, Marnus, Meow Goodness, Michelle in South Florida, Moon Mare, Nova Moonlight, President, myself, Scooter Cans, Tim Cormel, and Trojan Rabbit. Did I get it? I think I did. I think so, and Clinster called out a drop. Now with our famous hot gravy. There we go. <laughs> so uh but yeah, so I guess we we could um uh well uh, well yeah before we get to the the Sam B thing um you know because again I I kind of told you guys I wanted to sit this one out but as the time has gone on a whole 24 hours now <laughs> you know things have changed a bit uh but uh but first and foremost I don't know if anybody else has any birthday going on right now but you you need to let us know because Sunday you know whose birthday it is? The prettiest girl in Cleveland. That's right, the Sue's. It's her birthday. And there are going to be piles and piles and piles of Amazon boxes for her this weekend. Um, and some eBay ones, too. Very exciting. Um, and uh, maybe a special cake. Or, uh, actually, I, I, I shh, she's listening, but I'll say it quiet. I'm going to try and cook her something nice, too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try it. I don't know. I'm not going to tell her what it is. Again, because she's listening. But, yeah. So, uh, I don't think anybody else has a birthday. Um, and, uh, Suze, here's your birthday boner. This is your birthday song. 
And, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. We actually did have other yeah, birthdays. Just it. Yeah, so these are, well, these, the, that was for the Sues. The, these, this one now will be for, uh, uh, Meow Goodness's <laughs> brother Dean turned 66 on Monday. And Clinster says, my youngest brother just turned 41 yesterday. So there you go. Birthday Boehner for those brothers. This Yay. is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. And that's one to grow on. I thought I'd try and differentiate the two. But yeah, that's one year to grow on. So, uh, but all right, uh, we will take a few calls right now. Uh, number is 330-536-1466 or 330-KEN, the number one. Go! Oh, goo. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, and, and we can talk about the Samantha B thing, um, you know, depending on if um, uh, anybody calls in. We, we'll have to change subject drastically. But I want to say this. Okay, the difference to me is what Roseanne said um, about Valerie Jarrett was racist because Roseanne's white. Valerie Jarrett is African-American, right? And she used something that is a long-standing slur from white people against African-Americans. And Roseanne has done it before to other African-American women. Susan Rice, we talked about this on Tuesday. Um, what Sam B. did is from one white woman to another used a term that men should never use for women right but there is a movement and a little uh, you know i've been doing a lot of peripheral peripheral reading and video watching and stuff there is a, a there are a certain amount of women that want to reclaim the c word right um in in i'm not gonna say a woman can't say it to another woman. I'm not going to say that at all. That's kind of why I was like taking the position I want to sit this one out. Um, I don't think it's a fireable offense for uh, for Sam B. I don't think that... Uh, uh, I think she apologized. She definitely apologized already. Um, but it's not nearly in the same ballpark as what Roseanne said. That's all I have to say about it. But we do have a caller on the line right now. Lee, Lee again is on the on the phone. Long time no speak, brother. What would you like to discuss? Oh, I'm angry about something. I just don't know what it is. Oh, well, oh, you know, good. yeah. Well, we, you know, we we I got a clip for you then. Fuck! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's for unfocused anger. Yeah. <laughs> not as mad as Nick Cage. No, oh, no, nobody is. <laughs> He's the most. Well, you don't Nick... get paid as much as Nick Cage to be angry either, Lee. That's true. So, no, I'll get, I'll get that mad if they'll pay me that. If they'll pay me there a lot. There it is. Well, Lee, otherwise, you're... go ahead. Finish your thought. Oh, other otherwise, I just I just don't have the energy to get that mad. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I, I uh, since you called in, you are a fellow guitarist. Um, what did you think of Bobber's new new tune? I liked it. I told him so in the chat. Uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I like all your tunes, Bob, and and I I admire your ability to basically be your own band. It's uh, it's not easy <laughs> because I, I'm sort of a jack of all trades, a master of none. So yeah. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. And great, great harmonies and, and great, great, just subtle, subtle stuff that a lot of people would miss in the mm. in the bed of the music. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, did was there anything on your mind you wanted to talk about tonight? I'm going to try to delicately make the point that I've sort of made in the chat lately and that's I really think the more we talk about these sort of third string uh, Nazi-esque candidates and tweet at them and and Mm -hmm. tell them how shameful they are, I think they just feed on it. I think think we could ignore them to death uh, a lot better than uh, and talking them up well i i, I will I disagree not, with you i don't agree with you Lee. yeah I, i'll disagree with you i understand where you're coming from on this because it's, it's kind I of a, do a, do, a it's it's like a don't feed the trolls kind of idea you know and i'm a troll feeder i'm not gonna lie i feed the trolls but <laughs> when it when it comes to when it comes to somebody who could potentially become an elected official is that, you know, before I kind of was like, you know, I, I laughed off the idea of Trump. It, and, you know, but you're right. In the sense of Trump, he never should have been given as much airtime as he got. But I think selective airtime to let people know what's going on and show how ridiculous these people are and don't give them a big platform to spew their filth. Just, you know take yeah. that part of the interview where it's like oh well you're only smart because you're part white there's a lot of lot more people in this country than ever before that have the experience of having a family that is mixed and i'm i'm one of those people you know and i think most of our listeners are to one degree or another i mean there are you know what we we my family on all fronts anymore is is a veritable rainbow coalition and um yay and and i think a certain amount of attention needs to be given because you need to identify the enemy right and you need to damage the enemy and i think selective coverage will damage them but we need to learn the lesson of what happened with putting trump on morning joe every fucking day or you know putting him on you know just any any show he would go on you know doing that instead of in, in, I arguably I think it would have worked better to to defeat Trump if every time they had him on any show they would have pushed birther birtherism, and they didn't. They should have forced him to apologize for it, and he didn't. You know they didn't, and he never would. So that 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 would have been the way to do it is like f- try and force him to say he's sorry for smearing the first African-American president and being the figurehead of that racist movement. He never would have apologized, and I think it would have done a lot more damage than 
Um, you know, and, and because there are a lot of people out there, because the birther thing was never pushed, they don't acknowledge birtherism as being racist. And there weren't enough journalists out there to say, well, it's racist because, y- you know, uh, and, and so I think if you do this well, paint, they, they- paint by numbers of the enemy, that works. But if you let them dictate how things are going to go, it's, it, you know, it's wrong. But anyway... Rain, go ahead. If I can jump in, Lee and Ken, if I can just jump in. When when Ken is talking about the birtherism, the, the problem is, is that, and this goes to your point, Lee, back when Trump was pushing all the birtherism, the media ignored it, thinking it was just this extreme kind of kooky, strange thing, and we shouldn't really, you know, take it seriously. They didn't legitimize Trump was doing. I th- and no, so I- here we are now. I, I hope I'm explaining that the right way. I feel I don't like think we they did ignore it. Well, they didn't take it seriously. Yeah. I, um, Bob, what were you going to say? Because you know, I, I think what you're probably giving a lot, a lot of um, voters too much credit in terms of you know what possess them to vote i think just that that they just kept being aghast every you know all the time the 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 liberal media being aghast at trump all the time just fueled um in in the minds of all these assholes out there that um oh he's pissing off the the liberal media i love this he's great yeah we have we have quite a bit of evidence of that they they I think I think a lot of people came over uh, precisely because uh, he freaked out the media. But here's here's my super secret uh, plan: uh, everybody vote. Yeah, that's a big super secret plan. Well, in my my thing and is, I say that with anybody. a smile on my face because I agree with you completely. Everybody has to vote, and yeah. everybody has to find one friend. And drag them to the polls with you, Lee. It, it, well, here's my yeah, thing: is uh, is Trump was given legitimacy by them not focusing on the birtherism. That the birtherism should have been they should have pushed to resolve that before he was allowed to speak about anything else. That's why I like this MSN. That's why I like this MSNBC piece because they were yeah. like, "Why are Jews monsters? Why are black people not as smart as you, you rat-faced little shit weasel?" You know, I mean, you know that that those issues need to be front and center in in first and foremost. Um, but um yeah, go but go ahead, Lee. I think I, I think uh, they probably should have done uh, what I, I'm not sure which hosts uh, have just announced that they will not have Kellyanne Conway on because she's a liar. Uh, well, and she's back all of a sudden. That. She's it, and she's Hooray! back too. So Hooray. you know. But uh, but Lee, any other okay, quick thoughts? This is where I, oh. is where I disagree yeah. with Lee with all respect. I really do because. I adore you, but I think it's important to focus on what's happening now with, you know, that that post that, you know, this, this stuff that Kenny posted or talked about on this show. We should have been doing this back when Trump was doing his birtherism shit. 
Yeah, and I I was pushing for it, but it never happened. Uh, but you know, nobody listens to nobody listens to Kenny Pick. So, but no, I, we got another. We we're at the top of the hour, and I have another call on the I'm line. Sorry we, for disagreeing with you, I, Lee. I, no, I do. It, I love you, but I love. I think we're all it. we're circling around it though. We're circling around it. We we're I'm, agreeing I'm, on certain points, and that's fine. I, but uh, but Lee, um, I, I gotta let you go. We got another caller on the line. So, um, uh, thank you for calling. Good t- good uh, talking to you as always. Good good talking to all you guys. See you yeah. later. Don't be a stranger. Mwah. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. So, all right, uh, Adam Hebert, uh, you got thirty seconds, buddy. What's going on? I just wanted to say thank you, everyone, for listening to our special holiday programming and making it a success. Uh, I hope you enjoyed what we uh, what we presented. And don't forget, tomorrow we have our anniversary. Six years on the air. Six years. Hey. And uh, we're, yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. Uh, we've I have a, a diabolical plan um, for my half hour on the show tomorrow. Dun dun dun. Uh oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not that diabolical. So, Don't worry. I just, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But yeah, I yeah. just want to say thanks everyone for uh, for uh, listening. Uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly did. Yep, very good. So, all right. Well, we got it. We got to cut you loose. It's time for break. But uh, Adam Hebert, Mike Check Radio, seven to ten p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Check out me, uh, Miles, Michelle, and is John? Yeah, John's going to be there too. It's going to be a hoot. It's his last show before he goes on sabbatical. There we go. All right. Have a good night, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Yes. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Bye. All right. We are back on track. We got to hit the break right now. Uh, when we come back got a lot of other audio we got to play i can't believe it i'm always thinking i don't have enough audio i've been having leftover audio every show for like the last month (laughs) uh, but that's a good problem to have right so anyway we're gonna take a break we'll be right back with lots more turn up the night after this turn up the night with kenny pick smooth talking jive talking street thug kennypick.com Visit our concession and see for yourself the delicious treats, drinks, and snacks awaiting you. If you are thirsty, try ice-cold soft drinks or a cup of hot, flavorful coffee. Get something to go with it, like a sizzling and satisfying hot dog or a tasty, tender sandwich. Try one of these delicious treats, and you'll be back at the concession for more before the show is over. The service at our concession is friendly and efficient. starts in three minutes. Crispy, crunchy, melt-in-your-mouth popcorn. Fresh brewed hot coffee as you like it. Uh, 
Yes, sir. Uh, may I help you? Uh, I'd like two of those, please. Hot dogs? Yes, sir. And three of those. And one of those. And five bars of these. And a cup of the nice hot liquid. Uh, coffee. Uh, coming right up. Oh, and two bags of those peculiar white puffy material. Uh, you mean our crunchy popcorn. Uh, uh, shall I wrap that for you, sir? Oh, that's all right. My saucer's just outside. <laughs> they come from miles to enjoy our intermission. Show starts in two minutes. Symbols. We're all familiar with them. There are shortcuts to vital information. That's why, to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols, which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. It is designed to inform parents about the suitability of movie content for viewing by their children. G, all ages admitted, general audiences. GP, all ages admitted, parental guidance suggested. R, restricted, under 17 requires accompanying parent or adult guardian. X, no one under 17 admitted. Sizzling hot dogs, bursting with juicy goodness. Show starts in one minute. with the show. <laughs> Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah. Hello, excuse me, thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! All right, welcome back to the uh, final hour here of this weekend edition, the first weekend edition of June 2018 of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me as always on the program, Bobber der Braumeister uh, from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Uh, also, The Rocksmith. And uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, from the same humble abode, uh, freshly bailed out of Floodsville, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. The swamp came hey. to you this time. Yes, the swamp. It overflowed from the Potomac and ran over here into Northern Virginia and fuck Trump. Fuck <laughs> Trump indeed. And also, Trump's a cunt. See? You I, can say I, that. Uh, you're, 
You're 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 putting a bad connotation on cunts. Sorry. I'm still going to use the word. Well, uh, you're 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 using a you're giving the word a bad name by comparing it to Trump. Okay, are you really mansplaining to me, cunt? <laughs> are we really going to have this conversation again, Bob? I'm, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Moving right you're along. A, you're dragging a good word down. <laughs> Moving right along, See, Joe. This is why I love him. Do you do you do you uh, all understand that my yes. husband, my partner? Is actually trying to tell me, girl, get with it. No, you didn't. Don't use the word cunt. <laughs> there you go. Don't insult the word. <laughs> he really, he's right. Can't. Okay. And last but not least, still Trump. Joe Santorso, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. What do you make of all this? Joe? Joe? Are you there? Joe, are you are you muted? Uh, I, I'm. I'm. Where the dog's chewing on your leg? I'll just. I'll just. Yeah. First of all, I'm in their basement, so it's wet down here. <laughs> he, is, he really is, Bob. You I know what I mean? I'm up I to my ankle Joe. in water down here. I did. I said Joe. I was getting ready to wrap him up in the towels and throw him in the dryer. You got to do mm. something about this basement, guys. Oh, damn, oh Joe. Seriously. Yeah. Second of all. <laughs> I can't, but I, I did confess to uh, to uh, Rain uh, what my wife calls Ivanka. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to tell them because I can't. I'm a guy. Uh, did you tell me that she mm-hmm. calls her Ivanka? Ivanka. <laughs> yes. Ivanka. Ivanka. Yep. And with a K. With a K. Not a C. When I, it doesn't need. Well. You know what? Spelling is relevant when we live in the era of F A. <laughs> Just sound it out. Sound it out. Mm. Okay. And she says she says that several times an hour. <laughs> so, you know it 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 you know the the Samantha Bee thing that you know scare me because my wife is <laughs> the c word. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, Joe. And I I said it to you. I love Barb for this, um, and I do appreciate what Bob was saying. The bottom line is that nobody knows what the meaning of it is anymore. Mm. And you know, you know that no an man interesting article there from the it was in the Washington Post Washington and New York Times. Post. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about about women wanting to reclaim that that word. Yeah. Something positive. Yeah, we can yes, we should be able to reclaim it as something positive and we should be able to use it as something negative. God damn At it. At the same time. I'm, Yes, at the same time, because we're women. <laughs> That's right. They can do that. Because <laughs> I, I, I posted this yesterday on Facebook, and I stand by it with every bone in my body. If you don't want to be called a cunt, my solution is don't be a cunt. There you so go. If you want to be, if you want to be called a cunt, okay, good. And you know, figure Samantha out what a B, cunt means. Samantha B had a good, a good, good take on that today, when she doubled down on the whole thing. Finally, oh, she did. Oh, she I did. Missed I missed. She it. said. She said. You know what? Well, actually, it was last night at the award show she was at, and they didn't allow any cameras, but they reported what she said. She says, "You know, today we're spending all day talking about a word, and we're not talking about what this monster in the White House is doing to these families at our border." Thank you. 
And that's what we should be focused on, she said, you know. That was the whole point and of that it. That was right. That was the whole intent of, the, the, of, of what she said on, on, on Full Frontal that night. Was that how dare you show something of, you know, your loving mother and little child kissing while your father is down there tearing families apart just because he could do it? Yes. For no other reason. Yeah. Yes. That's really important. And I, I don't even feel guilty about it. I went on a tear defending her last night on Twitter while my basement was being flooded. And well, I'm fine it, with that. I mean, I'm really fine with that because I knew other people like you, Joe, and many other people would point out the fact that Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions are separating children from their parents at the border. And yes. these are children and parents who are showing up at the border looking for asylum. Well, yes. and, and the only reason I said, and I said this, I, I literally said to, to Joe and Rain, la, you know, last night or the night before or whatever, I was like, oh, I just want to sit this one out. But it was before things really, you know, developed on the story because people, you know, again, I think it's it's a rotten, it's it's not a double standard. It's an unfair comparison for Roseanne, who is white, to go after an African-American and compare her to an ape. Where one white woman says to another white woman. A slur. You say the word. A slur that I'm, I'm not going to use. Because I don't feel. I, I, I feel. I, you know. It, seriously. I, the, I know. The, the, the C, it's like the F word for gay. The C word. The N word. Um, you know, th those are like my top three words that I'm not going to say. I don't even like saying pussy, but I'll say it in, in the sense because it's not, it's not necessarily, um, see when you just said pussy, you weren't using it to denigrate people. Yeah. You know, it, it's it like, it, and I'm not using it to say I can just grab them by it, you know? Yeah. So in, in, I want to play this audio real quick to show how fucking grotesque and out of touch uh, that this administration is. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, it was, it was, you know, put to her, you know, oh, well, what's your, you know, give us your take on the whole Roseanne firing thing. And, um, you know, I'm not going to have many opportunities. So I think I need to play the Roseanne jingle. <laughs> um, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? So, uh, uh, seriously, how can I? Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, but yeah, see, here's the uh, here it is. Since we're talking about it. I added something to oh, it there. Nice. <laughs> well done, Ken. There you go. Um, and uh, and maybe a little bit of this. This is actually Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is this is the response we get from the White House about what Roseanne said. Not, 
you know, hey, it's not right. You know, nobody should be talking about Valerie Jarrett in that sense. You know, this is the, you know, referring to African-Americans as apes or monkeys or whatever, you know, has a long, nasty history in this country. It should be avoided. You know, it should it should be condoned or condemned. I'm sorry, condoned, condemned. Of course, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in the mindset of the Trump cult right now, so they condone it. But it should be condemned on all fronts. Absolutely. But no, Huckabee Sanders, she, she doesn't lead with that. She leads with this. And nobody addresses it. Where was Bob Iger's apology to the White House staff for Jamel Hill calling the president and anyone associated with him a white supremacist? Well, that, that's actually true. So there should be that's no true. apology. Uh, but continuing. Wow. To Christians around the world for Joy Bear calling Christianity a mental illness. She did apologize for that dipshit. Where was the apology for Kathy Griffin going on a profane rant against the president on The View after a photo showed, showed her holding President Trump's decapitated head. She apologized for the photograph, but then she took it back. Good for her. And where was the apology yeah. from Bob Iger for ESPN hiring Keith Olbermann after his numerous expletive-laced tweets attacking the president as a Nazi and even expanding Olbermann's role after that attack against the president's family? This is a double standard that the president is speaking about. No one is defending her comments. They're inappropriate, but that's what the point that he was making. Oh, cry me a blizzard, God, snowflake. Yeah. Yeah, cry me a blizzard, uh, snowflake. Um, always you know, the victims, aren't they? Always the Thank victims. You, you know, uh, seriously. Uh, oh, where were they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I have to say to you, Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Suck it up, cupcake. Oh, see, you're, seriously. That needs a permanent spot. Uh, in in the old cart here, I I think I'm gonna have to find a spot for the cupcake thing because that that seems to be a very popular one, and that's me stalling right there. Suck it up, cupcake. Yeah. Let's just make yeah. this clear. Mm-hmm. Sarah Sanders, Sarah Suckabee Sanders, went out there. She went after Jamel from ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith Olbrin, who just recently got hired by ESPN. Mm-hmm. Kathy Griffin, Let's just go with those two. Joy Kathy Behar. Gr- oh, Kathy Griffin. Let's even go there. Let's just go there. Kathy Griffin is on Interpol at yeah. the behest of this administration. Did for you say holding be- up a fucking mask that was covered with ketchup? Did you say behead or behest? I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I maybe so. I said both. <laughs> Put me on Interpol, motherfuckers. No. No, because the Kathy Griffin thing, I find just, I didn't, here's the thing. I got to back up for a minute. Sure. When when we talked about this, when Joe <laughs> brought this up in in our chat, I said, oh, God, I wish, I wish Samantha B didn't say that. Because I, I knew did. immediately yeah. that these fucking snowflakes would go after her. Mm-hmm. The same they, way they went after Kathy Griffin. Yes. You know what I'm getting tired of? I'm getting tired of getting beat up every night, every day when I go to school. You know what I mean? I go to the playground and I get beat beat up. And then the one time that I picked up a rock and threw it back at the at the bully, he started crying and saying, "Oh, look what he did!" Thank you. See? Fuck you. There you go. I told you, know you in the chat. I told you in the chat, and I got. And I'll say it right here. <laughs> okay, this is fucking war. And you know what? I am sick and tired of taking the high ground. As far as I'm concerned, when they go low, I'm going fucking lower. 
You're going we cold. Are in You're the fucking trenches right now, baby. You're and going I'll tell you cold. What, there's only one way to fight it: is that I'm a soldier. I'm not a diplomat. I'll be really honest. You're with going you. coal mine like fire that. low. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> after after Joe said that, I really did. I sat back and I thought about it, and it was at that point when I just went. I went full tilt boogie on Twitter. Well. And, and here's really the did. thing. Here's the thing. Y'all, y'all well, don't need to follow me, but it was just like, fuck you. Fuck you. Take a seat. Take a seat. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And at one point, I had one guy. I can't even remember his name, but he was like, oh, I'm a fighter Jew. And I was like, you're really you're really defending this administration when you're, <clears throat> you have Jew in your tagline? And I had a conversation with him, and he was like, yeah, maybe I should just stop talking. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I don't, I, I agree with, and I love and admire the Obamas, when they go low, we go high thing. Here's the thing. We're not punching down, we're punching up. Like Fugel Sang says. So, by punching up, we're aiming at the high road. <laughs> you know? Punching down just is the low road. Through them to get there. Yeah, exactly. You got to punch through the mine that's on fire into the road above you or the river. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, I mean, because that's where we are. You know, the, these people, have, have, you know, the Trump and his cult, they've put us in a burning coal mine, and we have no other way to get out other than to punch our way out and you know the the you know, we're on the low road we got to get to the high road i know that's crazy analogy and i'm desperately trying to bring the show full circle right now but Stop no bail. i don't think i don't think it's going i don't think it's it's taking the low road when you're fighting back and pointing out their hypocrisy and their their you know uh, I'm sorry trumple standards you know <laughs> it's it's not it's not a double standard it's a trumple standard because there are plenty of in instances of Donald Trump saying something far worse than what Samantha B said you know what Trump says is like what Roseanne said and what Roseanne said happened because she was enabled just like all these white nationalists who are running for office to sit there and say, oh, your intelligence comes from the white part of your existence. Yeah. That's exactly what fucking Roseanne did in that tweet. And then she's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought Valerie Jarrett was Jewish. Fuck you, you liar. You stupid shitbag, scumbag, big lying hunk of shit. Fuck you. That's total bullshit. You didn't care Absolutely. what she was. I mean, you didn't care what she was. Involved. Just like with... It needs to be, Go ahead. It needs to be pointed out that whatever Roseanne said was fucking racist. It was racist, racist, racist. What Samantha B said was a bad word. Yes. A bad word a bad that word? women That's should it. be entitled to say. The, I'm sorry, not should oh, be. Yeah. Women are entitled to say it. Thank you. Yeah. I love I you. think somebody made the distinction on, on cable today, uh, one of the cable shows today. They said one was one was a vulgarity, one was was one was vulgar, one was racist. There's a big yes. freaking difference there. Hell well, yeah. sure. Okay, you know, she had to, you know what what Samantha B said was about an individual who had a comment. Okay? Yeah. Had a comment. 
with that fucking picture of her and her kid. Okay, I, I, out I don't of touch. I, you know, fuck you. But 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 what, what Roseanne Barr did was to was to raise, to raise a, a, a millennial long suppression of a minority just because of melanin. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was oppression that she was selling. Yes, not a vulgarity aimed yeah. at one person. It was aimed at a whole race of people. The fact that the yeah. administration, this administration, is trying to make these two things the same, mm-hmm. fuck them. Oh yeah, fuck them all, because it's and, not and, the same. And, and, and racism is not the same thing as saying cunt. And anybody in that fucking White House who would stand on their fucking soapbox and talk about degrading women when you have a fucking serial assaulter in the White House with his big fucking floppy hair and his fucking long tie that's longer than any dick he'd ever have. He says, grab my the pussy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, who are you? You Sarah Huckabee Sanders? What about fucking the 19 women that he assaulted that we know of? Yeah. What about them? Don't well, stand about- on your fucking soapbox with me. I don't want to hear it. And you know what? You punch me. I'm gonna punch you right in the face back. And good for Samantha B. I hope they give her. Right. I hope they expand her show to two fucking hours. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, see there you the go. Thing. I am fine with her saying the word. I don't yeah. like that word. I have never said I love the word. I'm fine with it. I'm really fine with it because you know maybe two three years ago I would have been like, oh Samantha B. No, you shouldn't have said that. But two or three years ago, we had another president in office yeah. who actually maintained a sense of morality. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So the this is a total false equivalence on all fronts, on all fronts. So it's it, not even close. It, you know, it, it, and I yeah. Know Bob has heard this from me for the past few days, and so can everybody in the chat room just give Bob a big hug. <laughs> sure, I'll hug here. you, Bob, because I think I started it in our chat. But uh, you know, I, 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 I set her off. And, and, uh, <laughs> when I again, when I saw this, I just uh, to me, and you know, this is just shallow thought, shallow thoughts on my part, and I'll admit it. Is when I saw this, I was like, "Oh fuck, here we go." You know, Samantha B is given a- a- ammunition to the right, and yes. you know, I'm with you. And, and uh, you know, like the Kathy Griffin thing, you know, and that was my initial just gut response is like, I don't fucking want to deal with this. But as things unfurled and time, you know, time was given to think about things that have gone on in the past about a guy who was accused of, you know, raping his first wife. Um, and you know, all the horrendous things he said in new tweets that not, you know, tweets, the old tweets that have come back to the spotlight of Mm -hmm. him using the C word or, you know, um, other people being cunty. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the filth out of, uh, of the Trump cult even before he was in the, uh, that's why I don't want to say administration, the filth that abounds Regime. from from the orbit of, of Trump and all those that surround him is just abominable. 
I mean, we have audio of, uh, you know, that, that we'll play in the next segment, you know, old story, but we finally hear, hear the, hear, have the audio of Michael Cohen saying, you can't rape your wife. That's how fucking twisted these freaks are. You yes. can't what, rape your wife. She's property, right? Is that it? She has to obey according to the marriage vows they used to use. Oh, Jesus Christ. So yeah, so we, we you know we have some stuff like that. But you know but I you know, I've I've changed my tune since, you know, wanting to sit this thing out. Because I don't know. I don't, because it's not a double standard. It's not you know, there, there's every equivalence they have is completely false because of all the ugliness, insincerity, um, indecency, and just plain nastiness that comes out of the the, the Trump cult. Nah, you got no. We got nothing on you. You're pros at this shit. You fucking Trump yeah. called Sally Gates a cunt. Yeah, yeah. Uh Scott Bale called oh. Oh. Hillary, Clinton. Hillary Clinton. And when Tamron Hall confronted him about it, he was like, oh, make whatever you want about it. Make whatever you want about it. I didn't say it. Just look at the picture. You know, it it's her standing in front of the word count with her head in front of the O. But take what you will from that. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, I wrote my yeah, speech so- for Trump in church on Sunday and read it Monday in Cleveland. Suck a bag of dicks, Bayo. Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Worst fucking spinoff in the fucking universe. You hunk of shit. And it wasn't even a nice show anyway. It wasn't. It was <laughs> terrible. Yeah, I, Didn't I mean, even I mean, make it into syndication that, and it was such a piece of I, shit show. I, I'm tired of liberals running away from the word liberal. I'm tired of liberals running away every time a conservative says, oh, you, you said something bad about me. Fuck you. Okay, I say things so- bad about But you know what? Another, another narrative that bothers me is that, that everybody's saying that, that, oh, this November the Democrats don't have a message, so I don't know what they're running on. You know, we don't need a message. We have one. That there is a man who is the most dangerous thing that ever happened to our democracy in the history of this democracy since the Civil War. And that should be the only issue in November. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'll tell you what, before we go to break, this cunt is going to vote against him. And I'm going to get a whole hell of a lot of cunts. Well, there you go. To the voting booth. Well, Bobber, you've been a little quiet this segment. Do you have anything <laughs> else you want to add before before um, break? Bob, you wow. sing a song for us. Because <laughs> we need a song right now. Yeah, I, I'll the recording do the talk. 99 <laughs> bottles of beer on the wall. 99 <laughs> bottles of beer. Uh, Those beers happen to be Trump. There'll be only 98 bottles of beer on the wall. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to do a replay. awesome with me using the word cunt the past two days. Excellent. He really has been. I, the, well, all right. So well, he does not use that word in the song The List. So. No, he doesn't. And here's the so, on know who that song <laughs> is encore performance of the list by Bobber. <laughs> Again, debuted earlier on this program. Here we go. Listen to it. Put your headphones on. Kick back and relax. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Ah, that's adorable. That's getting awkward. And now it's just plain creepy. KennyPick.com. 
Sunday, come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now, and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. 
This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of Mike Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go squee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. twice. And where the hell are all these uh, adjectives coming from all of a sudden? We're done with that, people. But we're not done with this. First, there is a very interesting letter. Then there is a very interesting letter. Then there is. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, welcome back. (laughs) That is too much. Welcome back. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, welcome back to the program, of course. Uh, Rain, Bob, and Joe. And, uh, I want to get into this real quick because this is just about the last audio we have for the show. Um, Michael Cohen, uh, NPR's, uh, Tim Mack, who used to work, what, what did he work for? The Daily Beast before he worked for NPR? Is that right? Yes. Yes. Um, Back right before the election, right before the 2016 election. Uh, uh, oh, oh, this was 2015 is when this happened? Yes. Oh, not 2016. I'm sorry. I thought it was 2016. Yep, 2015. So, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But that's yeah. all right. So 2015. in 20, 2015, Tim Mack, while working for the Daily Beast, was going to write an article about the allegations that um, Ivana Trump made against donald trump about uh she said in her book nobody's making this up she said in her book that donald raped her we've talked about this on the show a lot of people have talked about this over and over but um um, tim mack decided to call michael cohen to try and get a comment on this and we have audio of how that went down with the fixer and the first one, th- this is the stuff of legends, really, because uh, I-, I think uh, Cohen actually had to apologize for this. Uh, this is the the first part of the audio. Yeah, I think he apologized. Uh, I think he actually came out and apologized because he uh, Cohen said, and this is the first time to- first time I ever remember talking about Michael Cohen on this show was. Uh, a, a, a quote of his saying, and I'm assuming it was from Tim Mack's initial article, is that you cannot rape your wife. Yeah, that. And this is the actual audio of that. And again, this was, you know, Tim Mack talking to, you know, Trump's fixer, his, his attorney, you know, about this. And this is the actual audio from it. Here's part one. Talking about Donald Trump. Talking about the front runner, but she 
By the very understand by the very definition, you can't rape your spouse. Um, and oh my god, mm. my head is yeah. So he said, by the very definition of of the word rape, you cannot rape your spouse. Yeah, maybe in Alabama. Maybe not at the time that that motherfucker said it. No. When it was in New York. Yeah. So so that that was the first part of it. So as this call progressed, uh, Cohen got more and more agitated. And uh, here's the next one. These are all pretty short clips. This is the the next one. Mark my words. If you proceed with this story. Mark my words for it. I will make sure that you and I meet one day while we're in the courthouse. And I will take you for every penny you still don't have. And I will come after you, Daily Beast, and everybody else that you possibly know. Do not even think about going to where I know you're planning on going. And that's my warning for today. Michael, besides the warning, do you have a substantive comment that I can include in my piece that reflects your views on this? I have no views because there's no story. I have no views because there is no story. I mean, Joe, this was Trump's first wife, uh, you know, something she wrote in a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she later recanted that that account. But the fact of the matter that a, a lawyer in New York City didn't know that in New York... The definition of rape included marital rape. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There was, I mean, the guy's a lawyer, and he didn't know this. Yeah. And he's, you know, I mean, <laughs> go beyond the misogynist part of <laughs> saying that. Thank All you, right, sir. go go beyond that. Just the fact that you're a freaking lawyer, <laughs> you know, and you don't know the laws of New York. Well, he did graduate from one of the worst law schools. Yeah, what's the matter, you? <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. Yeah, no shit. You. What would you say? What you say, Bobber? I said Trump University. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Trump University. Go pricks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that would certainly fit the bill for him. Mm-hmm. So uh, the third clip here is, he says, "What I'm gonna do to you is disgusting." What the fuck? What I'm going to do to you is disgusting. <laughs> um, I, so I'm warning you. Tread very lightly because what I'm going to do to you is going to be disgusting. Do you understand me? Don't think you're going to hide behind your pen because it's not going to happen. I'm more than happy to discuss it with your attorney and with your legal counsel because... You're going to need it. What? I w- wish they hadn't believed it. But what I'm going to do to you is going to be fucking disgusting. Really? Oh, douche chill. Uh, 
Uh, I don't sound think like so. Worst. What? Say so it again. He didn't. He, he specifically didn't say anything specific because you know he wanted to. He didn't really have anything specific to say. He just wanted to put something out there that would allow the recipient of the comment to create you know something disgusting in their own mind. Yeah. Let the mind that. reel. Let the mind reel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's awesome that he recorded all this. Yeah. Who recorded this? <laughs> well, recorded I think. This? Wait, did, did Tim Mack record this? I'm not sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, the journalist. Right. The journalist recorded all right. it. So, all right. So here's the last one. Only 18 seconds long. Um, it, he threatens to sue the Daily Beast. Like you know, uh, well they uh, because um, you know Univision decided to pull the Miss Universe pageant from their airwaves or whatever, so he he threatened a similar lawsuit against the Daily Beast that they never pursued at all. I think you should go ahead and you should write the story that you plan on writing. I think you should do it because I think you're an idiot. All right, and I think your paper is your paper's a joke, and it's going to be my absolute pleasure to serve you with a five hundred million dollar lawsuit, like I told I did to you in a vision. Yeah. Okay. Cool story, man. <laughs> uh, seriously. It's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Can I hear it again? Do you have time? No, uh, because they they never served that lawsuit. Never happened. And uh, after Cohen got off the phone, I, uh, this is th- what happened there. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> bees! Why did it have to be bees? Yeah. <laughs> Not the bees. Not That's the what bees. It was. That's the disgusting thing he was going to do. He was going to get a bee hat. Yeah, no. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants the bees. Oh, no, not the bees! Shut up! Shut the fuck up, man! <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you just you just produced exactly what Michael Cohen is going through. Well, it, uh, yeah, and at the end of all that, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Nick Cage trifecta there you got going on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that Reagan clip is going to be comedy gold for so many things. Thanks for listening. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So so we got through that. We got through that. Um, and I think that might be all the audio I have outside of. Um, we got through that. Thank we, did. We, <laughs> yeah, did. we did. We did. We got it, through it. We're better people for it too. And everybody out there. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and also. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any chance you'll play that again? <laughs> <laughs> Shut, Shut up! Shut the fuck up! But no, any chance I'll play it again? No. Zero. Because you know why? Let's <laughs> do it. That was, that was <laughs> 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 
I find yeah. I was shooting for. Oh my god! Seriously, <laughs> this this world, Joe. In this world, I need to purchase <laughs> the audio cart that has like fifty racks in it. I have the one that has five in it right now. Four for this show. One is for Resistor Sisters. I need to buy the 45 other ones just so I can fucking put in Rudy Giuliani and fucking, uh, you know, Trump. God bless the United States. And Nick Cage. (laughs) And now Reagan. Thanks for listening. Yeah. (laughs) Just about every soundbite from Arrested Development and Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, my Fucking God! <laughs> yeah. and, hi. Uh, hi, everybody. Yeah. So, and uh, of course, oh, grab me a Blizzard snowflake. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. so yeah, anyway, we ran out of drops on t- Tim's show, and we had two boards going. Didn't oh we? shit! I, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a that's another feature we have on tonight's show. Before we get to Mad Libs, I'll dedicate a couple minutes of this uh, because. Tim Coromel sent me a whole bunch of drops of his, <laughs> and I haven't listened to him. I, I, I said I would uh, go ahead and uh, and play some because he's like, you know, he's like, oh, if you can use these on the show, do it. And you know, I always like to share my clips with him as well. And you know, Adam and I are always sharing, you know, wacky clips and everything. So I thought it, it could be fun. To uh, you know, see what everybody thinks about what clips could work for uh, turn up the night, and we'll then as soon as we do this, we'll get to um, we'll get to Mad Libs. But here's here's the first one that Tim sent me. Oh, he's got a mouth like a cannon, always shooting it off. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> see, that's nice. That's nice. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, of course this one. I think this is too Tim. I think he needs to keep this. Oh, broomsticks! I'll never get dinner cooked at this rate. <laughs> yeah, that's Tim. That's totally Tim. Yeah, yeah. And this this one, I I uh, I'm not even sure what this one is. So we have all these possibilities before we stampede towards the clitoris. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that's from the meaning of life. All right. All right. So, and you know what got me and Tim started on this is that. Uh, he had a lot of uh, clips from John Waters movies that I never noticed before. So, you know, the, the, he had some Edith uh, Massey clips that I was really excited about. But, uh, yeah, so, all right, so I've got all the other ones loaded up here. for. So here, here's another one from Tim. We'll take the foreplay as red. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another one. Drop kick me Jesus to the goalpost of life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that might be too Tim there because I've already got Heaven's Chimney, so I don't know. Um, and then uh, Post of Life is a good one. It, that is a good one, and uh, this one I might steal from time to time. I think, I think this is an Edith Massey Pink Flamingos clip. I think this place is glamorous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what this one is, but here we go. Oh, Heinz, she's straight from the gutter. A Belgish war. <laughs> Another Edith Massey. What? Edith Massey. So you got to be a John Waters fan, I think. But uh, here, here's the next one. Oh, oh, a Halston. How all 
All right, continuing. Why, it's absolutely hideous! <laughs> See, I think I'll leave the Looney Tunes to. Because I only have like one or two Looney Tunes ones. Uh, uh, Tim has done such a great job of mining the Looney Tunes stuff. The only ones I use are like the, uh, I think uh, the sh- eh, shut up. <laughs> How about, about the one? <clears throat> Did he send you the one chaos on bullshit mountain? Uh, no, no, he didn't send me that one. Uh, that, that's um, a good one. That's but good. uh, yeah, he but chaos he sent me sent me bullshit mountain. <laughs> yeah, so but yeah, this is the this is the only Looney Tunes ones I usually use. Ah, shut up. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> all right, another one from Tim. Come into my house, children, and I'll give you candy and ice cream and pickled herring and sweet and sour upside-down cake and hard-boiled all-day suckers. Oh, that's for Roy Moore, right? So <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> pickled herring. Yeah. Uh, and it, strawberry uh, upside-down all-day stuff suckers. <laughs> I see, I see, I see London. Oh, I see London. Oh, I see France. Oh, spread those legs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's another Edith Massey one. That's another Edith Massey one. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, next one. Look at those balls. Yeah, <laughs> that's Edith Massey for sure. Oh, my God. That's that's one phrase that Trump's never heard. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Look at those balls. <laughs> uh, balls. modest balls. Yeah, All right. Balls. Modesty. Balls. This one's called modesty. Modesty is one of my girlish qualities. <laughs> modesty. Hold on. Modesty is one of my girlish qualities, as is silence. Yeah, uh, in Bruce Silence, and we can Silence. and must shoot the children or whatever. Um, this one probably works. Yeah, let do. Wait, talk. This this one probably works for any Trump cultist right here. You piece of trash. <laughs> I think that was divine. It sounded like divine. Um. Uh, oh, oh, I love this one. This, uh, Tim used this last Sunday on the show. Notice how I ride side saddle. It proves I'm a lady of quality. <laughs> <laughs> That's for uh, Sarah Sanders. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. And two more. Uh, this one could be, again, any Trump cultist. I don't want to be trash no more. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. And uh, last one. You should get out more. Well, you should get out more then, honey, and forget your silly-nilly problem. <laughs> Another Edith Massey clip. Very good. All right. Uh, Tim Tim Carmel gets an amen for amen. for that. That was nice. Amen. Uh, oh, and Tim, Tim says, yes, that was divine. I was right on that one. So. Very good. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Tim. That was That was magnificent. Uh, we did the whole, whole tour de force there of those clips. And I think I'm, I'm definitely going to steal some of the massy ones because those were good. Look at those balls. <laughs> balls. <laughs> I, I got to say, I think that one's my favorite. <laughs> Look at those balls. <laughs> 
<laughs> like Bobber said, that's something Trump never heard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, like, I think there's a I think there's a few people that have heard that. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Yeah. <laughs> the never nudes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> all right, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and do this. Mad libs, everybody. We got two mad libs that we're going to finish up real quick here on the show. Here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad libs. Oh, God bless Matt libs. All right, Bobber, I need the name of a school, please. Name of a school? Yeah. Well, that's got to be Trump University. Oh, there we go. Go ah. pricks. So, and we'll... uh we can accommodate that drop, I believe. Here we go. Trump University. Go pricks. All right. So, uh, let me see. Joe, a male conservative. Uh, Paul Manafort. Ooh. I haven't heard from him in a while, but yeah, that's good. Uh, Rain, part of the body. Oh. Um, the waltz. Ball. One singular ball. Uh, yep. <laughs> Bobber, article of clothing. Um, jockstrap. All right. Jockstrap it is. And, uh, sorry, I was doing the, the NPR, the NPR Mad Labs on Turn Up the Night. Uh, okay, and, um, let me see. So, Joe, type of disease? Um, <laughs> I was <laughs> Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Roseanne Barrism? Well, there's Epstein Barr, right? Uh, do you do you just want Roseanne Barr? We'll just put Roseanne Barr. That was your first answer. My, that's the subject of my clown car. So, Roseanne Barr. There you go. Okay. Uh, so it's a judges. Do we accept that? Ding, ding, ding. ding. Yeah, we're we're good. We're good. So uh, rain, another part of the body. Um. You know what's already been taken. You know the the p word. Yeah, I know that's. I know penis has been taken. See. Every don't say the penis, penis in this house. Because we love the penis, we love to squeeze the penis, we love to toss the penis. See, oh wait a minute, don't toss, don't toss. Penis, 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 penis in this house. All right, part of the body, Rain, not that one. Okay. Um, cunt. You know, somebody in the chat room suggested I use that earlier, and I said no. But since you said it just right now, yes. All right. Uh, oops, I forgot an adjective here. So looks like that falls on you, Bobber. Adjective. Adjective. Um, Describe the cunt. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to use slimy. <laughs> well, that goes well. <laughs> really, Bob? Really? I said I was not going to take your advice. It came uh, after that, so it's okay. You're not actually describing them. It's fine. It's fine. I, I love him. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> Rain. <laughs> Rain, the name of a conservative. No, I'm sorry. Joe, name of a conservative. 
Jan Bolton. Okay. And rain, um, a plural noun. Plural noun. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, vaginas. Vaginas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all right, so Bob, last one, an exclamation. An exclamation. Mm-hmm. Banana Royale. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Banana Royal. So, uh, yeah, there we go. That banana Royal. It's actually Banana Oil is the, uh, so, or do you want Banana Royal? It's when? It's always been Banana Royal. It's always been Banana, it's Banana Oil. That Banana Royal. He says Banana, he says Banana Oil. Banana Oil. So, anyway, I'll just put, Banana Royal forever. I'll put, I'll use Banana Royal for it. So, all right, so I'm. Yes, I ordered. See, I'm I'm literally running out of Mad Libs, so I found like the two crappiest Mad uh, Mad Libs that were left over in a book here. And uh, the first one is called "Smoking Cigarettes." <laughs> Medical science has discovered that smoking cigarettes causes Roseanne Barr. <laughs> It is also bad for your missile and causes pains in the cunt. Oh, oh. could that, perhaps so? Yeah. Um, when mice and dogs were exposed to slimy cigarette smoke, they developed John Bolton disease. John Bolton's <laughs> disease. Yeah. Tobacco companies have put charcoal rainbows on the ends of cigarettes. But they still spend millions of vaginas advertising their hot product. (laughs) (laughs) If you smoke cigarettes, the tobacco will leave all kinds of tar and sunglasses in your lungs. This will make you cough. This will make you cough and say, eh, banana oil. Don't smoke cigarettes. Remember, only twat waffles smoke. <laughs> I don't even remember who used the word twat. Twat waffles. The no, chat. no, they they use twat waffles. Uh, well, I don't know what that yeah, means, but I I'd, I'd, respect them. I'd try a bite. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, here's the the last one. Report by Student Protest Committee. Fellow students of Trump University, we, the members of the Students for a Silly Society, are meeting here to decide what action to take about the Dean of Wands. Like magic wands. Um, Because... (laughs) He was just fired. No, I'm sorry. He just fired our friend, Professor Paul Manafort, because he wore his ball long. He wore his ball long. Oh, hair. Hair long. I get it. Ball long. And because he dressed in a jock strap and wore an old air conditioner. Can we just sit back for a moment and think about Paul Manafort wearing a jock strap and an air conditioner on his head? 
and he also wore one of his balls long. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, so that was yeah. Yeah, one, one was, was hanging lower than the other. Sure, sure. A little yeah. lopsided action. Like, like, it's fine. Like an ooh bird. We're not yeah. judging. We're not judging. Um, kind of. Not, that's not abnormal. There's, there's no sure. way that they would allow that. There. You might need there's two jock straps for that. Actually, you might need to have like one, you know, on your Longer thigh. Like a, like one a jock bra. Yeah. Yeah. You sure. Yeah. A bro. A ball bro. One one A cup, one D cup. Sure. <laughs> a, a ball bro. Next week, next week, we are going to protest by taking over the duck building and kidnapping the assistant penis. Oh. And I, I, you know. Don't save penis in this house! We also will demand that all students have the right to wear boring hair and garish beards. Remember our slogan, down with drones! There you go, everybody. Paul Manafort had the most fun in that. So, with his elongated ball. <laughs> I, I still want to know. He wore his ball long. Wait, what? Don't save penis in this house! You want to know where his main his main wait I don't know. Anyway, we got to talking about his assistant penis, right? Yes. The, penis in this house. Yeah, it was the assistant that word? So. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a, a main penis. Oh my! See, seriously, would you stop? Don't save penis in this house. I can't help it. It's my journalistic integrity. Oh. To talk about the penises of man. Oh, right. And that's Wondergron. Who taught you how to do this stuff, Rain? Who taught you how to do this stuff? You are right. I learned it by watching you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to wrap the show up right. now. It's Say time. You know, I am happily married to a man who loves that I talk about the penises. Don't save penis in this house! Of course, I don't have a show, but, you know. <laughs> well, you're part of this program. Yeah, and so, you have a song. You have a lot yeah, of songs. You got a lot of songs, yeah. and of you're songs. here every Friday. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, start wrapping things up. Uh, we'll go alphabetical on the final words once again. Bobber, what do you got on the way out? Well, you know... We uh, before we went to the break, you said we didn't use that word, and I didn't use that word in my song. But as I was listening to it, I noticed when I sang, "She'll have to be content with her list." Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> don't say "cunt" in this house. See, I don't. Uh, so, anyway, I just. That's what I. That's the clip I have now for anything I don't have a response to. So, <laughs> and also this. <laughs> but please go ahead, go ahead, Bobber. I'm sorry. No, uh, so I I don't have a lot to, to say. Just thanks, thanks for uh, for debuting my song. The and, debut. Uh, and, yes. Uh, whatever. Yeah. It's, 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 good. it's very cool. 
Yeah, it at was. Least somebody, very, at least somebody heard it. Yeah, yeah, a few somebody's did. That, that's very cool. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a few people. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Ish. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and of course the podcast listens. You gotta you know give it up for that too. Uh, but no, we we appreciate it, Bobber. I I do you know I I love having your songs at uh, um you know available for the podcast because I could seriously, Doctor. This is what you're doing tonight. You're just gonna scream like a moron. God, God Almighty! <laughs> but no, I appreciate having your songs uh, available to us for the podcast because obviously we can't get around the ASCAP BMI thing. And, um, you know, uh, I'm glad uh, that, uh, you know, we were able to premiere that song and uh, play it not once, but twice. So, uh, again, thank you. Great job. And, Joe, what's your parting shot? Uh, I got two quick ones. One is that, uh, surprise, surprise, John Bolton's new chief of staff has been linked to anti-Muslim writings. Oh, dear Lord. I'm yes, shocked. Uh, Fred I'm shocked. Fred Fleets, Fleets, uh, who worked for oh, you're gonna love this, Frank Gaffney. Oh dear, oh, dear God. God! Yeah, I knew you'd say that. And we uh, both did. <laughs> yes, he was. He 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 wrote articles for Frank. <laughs> I I don't know how you could say this, but Frank Gaffney's think tank. <laughs> 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 that's a thing that's oh, actually a thing stop. really stop stop so okay. are you sure it isn't the I'm, word isn't stink tank like he is a set he is a, he, he worked on his septic tank that was overflowing <laughs> yeah so. frank Gaffney. anyway um he he advocated stripping americans of their citizenship if they practiced shahira Sahir, yeah shahira yeah Sharia, <laughs> Sharia law, or if witchcraft. Sharia. Oh, if you were a Sharia law advocate in practice, mm. in your private don't, life, don't you mean uh, Sharia outlaw? <laughs> Sharia, yeah. Well, if you were a Sharia advocate, he was for stripping you of your American citizenship and deporting you. This guy. Yeah, there, there would probably it, be a, this. This is what we have in in, in the White House. Yeah, and uh, you know. Uh, and and one more thing, we were talking about mine disasters. Yes, I'm going to put a link in for you, uh, uh, Kenny. Right now, uh, you have to watch that video. It's from a, a a band that we used to idolize when I was a teenager, and uh, in, in early twenties. The boys, they were from Scranton. Always packed all our dances every Friday night, and they uh, hit the 17 top 40. So number seventeen on the top, top forty. Nice. Uh, with a song about miners who were trapped Timothy. in a mine. Yes, and one. I know their- the song. I know the song, Timothy. Do you know the song? Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. Yes, and that band is from Scranton. Oh, the boys were big around here. Wasn't it about I them? Mean, wasn't Timothy the mule, and they had to kill the mule and eat the mule, or something like that? Well, the first story was uh, it, it, it was. It was part of a uh, mine disaster that occurred around 1962, where three miners were trapped and they actually d- dug boreholes to get food and air down to them. And then they dug a bigger one that they were able to get them out. But when they got them out, one of them was missing. 
Hmm. They never contacted the third one. And I don't think the song had anything to do with that mining disaster, <laughs> but it, it all tied in. Oh. They were from Scranton and, you know, uh, y- you know, the, the mining disaster happened, uh, uh, you know, in, in this area. So. I just queued up that song to play right after Turn Up the Night. So yeah, we, we, we need to hustle a, so everybody a, can hear it because it's only two they later, long. They, yeah, they later became... Uh, um, became uh they, they used to front for uh for queen when they were touring the united states oh i'm not surprised i'm not surprised at all yeah. so all right yeah. so yeah the boys uh timothy the boys is actually mm-hmm. uh yeah that was from paul's memory bank uh on our playlist i knew i remembered that song very good mm-hmm. all right nice call back Scranton there boys. Scranton boys Scranton boys all right rain what's your parting shot my parting shot is Fuck everybody who is upset with Samantha B. Especially Trump. Sorry. There you go. Okay, I'll shut up. No, no, I just no, said you said fuck everybody, so <laughs> I was just enhance I was enhancing your, your parting shot there. Thank you. Because my parting shot, I actually I, I, I'll tell you what, I actually got another 100 followers on Twitter after I went on my little going off on. Nice. I am so pissed off at everybody who is so pissed off at Samantha B saying cunt. Because they're all ignoring the fact that there's a whole bunch of people who were out there on the campaign trail and not just in a bar as one stupid, dumb ass Trump follower said mm. to me. Um, She's a cunt. Vote for Trump. That was a t-shirt. Yes, it was. Mass produced. Yes. And then there was another one. Fuck Islam. Um, Hillary couldn't satisfy her husband. She can't satisfy us. Trump that bitch. Then there was the the Clinton. the the Bill pussy. The Bill Clinton um, hope knockoff that said rape rapist or rape i think out there and and i just i really can i know that you didn't want to make this a thing and i get it and i appreciate it and i understand it i came i came around for for good reason no 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 it's so fine it's fine because god damn it this stuff is exhausting it really is exhausting Mm -hmm. well yeah is a goddamn comedian yeah. And she called Ivanka Trump a cunt. And they are over there on their side saying, Oh my god, this is terrible. It's vindication for us. This is this is how a white person can call a black person an ape now because one yeah. white woman said the C word to another one. Yeah. No, it's that, not how it that, works, you know, dipshits. One woman called another woman a cunt. Yeah. And Roseanne Barr dehumanized Valerie Jarrett and Susan Rice. There's a big difference between calling somebody a bad name and dehumanizing somebody else. There's oh, a big difference between racism and saying that this is a bad word that shouldn't be used. So I will fuck that shit. I'm, I'm gonna, really upset about this. Yeah, and I'm going to say one last thing um, on this because there's a tweet that Roseanne Barr did a while ago and I'll paraphrase. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but in the lead up to the election... Uh, she said, if you don't think Hillary's a cunt, you're a pussy. Yes. Thank so, you. So, um, okay, so can we triple fire her, 
please now? So, <laughs> again, ABC, why did you ever hire her? Jesus Christ. So, um. Uh, they but, thought that maybe she yeah. would, you know, shut up. But she ain't going to shut up. Cause she's, no. She's just. She doesn't have a show anymore. So, anyway. All right, we really got to wrap things up. We're we're uh, uh, holding up resistor sisters, and I don't know if Timothy's going to happen after the show, but we'll see. Uh, so, everybody, <laughs> uh, great show tonight, guys, uh, and we'll see everybody on Tuesday. It'll be a hoot. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! Fuck! Thanks for listening.